Just a few film nerds breaking out of the rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're measuring Hello, everyone. Welcome to Measuring Flicks. I am Carl Hartley. And I am Max Peterson. And we are enunciating today. You know what? Trying real hard. What we should be doing today is we should be saying, like, I am Max Peterson. And then just (laughs) moving the mouths mouths weird. Why are they not synced up? Here's why they're not synced up. It's because this is the first episode of July. Because we're in July. I don't know why I'm, like, pointing at you with my pen. Do you know what July is, Carl? July is Kung Fu Month. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, we're sword fighting. That's how it works. Dude, it's it, like just the tip sword fighting. Just the tip sword that, fighting. That's in the next movie. That is though. in the next one. The reason we're already talking about the next movie is because it's a it's bananas. And we just watched it. We like did ten minutes seconds ago. ago, and I'm still railing from it. But today we're talking. Okay, we have we have a lot. So to tell I you have guys. some explaining to you. First off, as Carl <laughs> mentioned, it is Kung Fu Month. We are doing the these ones start with literally like a big red. 8-bit shuriken I am so excited to talk about I'm actually excited to talk about Good. What we're going to talk about first But why don't you do your little mea culpa Because this is a measuring flicks first It is a measuring flicks first I'm, so, I'm kind of happy so when I So when I chose the movies for, for July um, I knew that there were several of them That I wanted to pick out of this Huge kung fu mega box that I have That has 50 kung fu movies on it and I also wanted to have something with Lee Van Cleef. So my brain, I've seen all of those. I've watched all of them at some point. Various, varying degrees of sobriety, right? So Right, yeah, yeah. I remembered the Master Max and Master Max Out of Time Step being two full-length feature movies starring Lee Van Cleef. Right, a movie and its sequel. And, and its, its sequel. sequel, yeah. Um, I remembered completely incorrectly what it was. <laughs> They're actually. Oh, you mean it's not a movie? And oh, it's, it's sequel. not a movie and a sequel. Well, no, well, Max, it, not at all. Are it's they a measuring fe- flicks first. Are they feature films, Carl? Oh no. Oh, they're not. No, not Wh- even a little well, what bit. What is the master then? They are two episodes of a 1984 television series yes. called The Master. <laughs> These are, I believe, the only two episodes that you can find I, anywhere, I found, and they got jammed into this Kung Fu mega pack. I don't know how... If you go on IMDb, you can get a full episode listing. I think this is only a one-season show. Yeah, it had like 14 episodes. It's like Firefly. It had yeah, like and they all the have season. ratings. I'm like, where did you see these? It must right. have been people watching them like on television. They've got them ripped on VHS or somewhere. Whatever, yeah. yeah. So the, the, the quote-unquote it's not the movies. The two episodes the two we're going to be talking about today, we're, we we lumped them together, and we're going to because that makes the, they're forty five minutes, so it becomes an, an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. So it's a about, movie worth of information, movie, exactly wedged into our faces. So what we're going to talk about today is 1984's The Master Max, which is episode one. This is our pilot episode, and The Master Out of Time Step, also 1984, which is episode I two. I understand the title of it now. Out of Time Step. A time step is a is a the tap dancing, dancing term. thing. So so it's out of time step. Right. Motherfuckers. <laughs> it's like the curse of the golden dragon. Right. So we have uh, the dire- it's these episodes I think are both directed by Robert Close, C L O U S E. I don't know what that. I'll take all of your word for any of these names. Lee Van Cleef, Timothy Van Patten, Shokus Kosugi and Demi Moore is in, in the, the fucking in the pilot. pilot. Yeah. 
Which, when I saw that, I was like, oh my god, I actually have a note And why that. does this feel like an episode of television? <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> You're like, Jesus, they, they have like a, tonight on tonight, the Tonight, right, like, like, this is a very strange open. When I was watching it, that's what tipped me off, because yep. Bird and I have been watching so much Murder, She Wrote lately, and they and all- And a lot of 80s television, yeah. They all start with like, tonight on Murder, She Wrote, mm-hmm. and it shows you the whole episode. So I was watching this, and it, like, you get that red shuriken pops up, and then it shows you like, everything that's gonna happen in what I thought was the movie. I'm like- that's uh, spoilers! Right. Like, don't you want me to just go on the ride? Why are you giving? You're like I want. You showing me the trailer at the front of exactly. the movie. What the hell is this? And then it starts, and it's got like it. The soundtrack is very TV. So I, I took out my DVD remote and I hit display, and it goes 45 minutes. I was like, this is <laughs> this a TV is show. TV. <laughs> this is straight up a TV show. Um, and also has Claude Aikens in it. Now I have an interesting note about Demi Moore here. Which is uh, this? We've actually okay. So this is a weird rabbit hole, but this is the perfect episode for yes. a weird rabbit hole. The first Patreon exclusive thing you and I and Bird ever did was I spit on your grave. Yep. I spit on your grave is a rape revenge film about a woman who's raped and goes and gets revenge on the people who raped her. Mm-hmm. This film. Or this first episode. First episode. Features Demi Moore, who, when we are introduced to her, is running away from a cop who just seconds ago, like, tried, tried to, to rape, rape her. her. Right. And then the, the episode is kind of about, it establishes our the plot for the whole TV show, but the plot of the episode is kind of getting revenge. One of the subplots is getting revenge on the cop who tried to rape Demi Moore. Yes. And who, who is also part of the larger plot. Yes. Right. And who is also... The butt on the cover of 1978's I Spit on Your Grave. The cop is? No, Demi Moore. Oh! Demi Moore is the cover of I Spit on Your Grave. That's her back and butt and her holding the knife. She's on the cover of that movie. That's her back She's and uncredited. Butt. Yeah, she's the photograph. So I was, <laughs> so when I saw that, with, uh, I was watching the episode. I'm like, oh shit, it's Demi Moore. And then Max, the our what, so our how ostensible hero is like, that he's, trying to he's do like, he, what, how do you know this cop? He doesn't seem so great. And she's like, he tried to rape me, Max. And I was like, we mm. are straight up in, I spit on your grave. Right. I, I kung fu on your grave is what we watched. <laughs> I foo on your grave. <laughs> I foo on your grave. Um, so the other thing I want to bring up, there's a, this is nice. So this is 1984. Mm-hmm. I keep telling you that you need to watch this television series. The Curse of the Golden Monkey? The Tales of the Golden Monkey. Oh, the Monkey. Curse of the Tales. The Curse of the Tales Tailspin. of the Gold... Well, Tailspin is based on Tales of the Golden Monkey. Fuck off. Dead serious. All right. They, so, Tailspin became... like t- The Tales of the Gold Monkey... Tales of the Gold Monkey has this weird cult following if you get into it. All right. I started watching Tales of the Gold Monkey because I found out that Archer Season 9, I want to say... Uh, it's like um, on Danger Island. Oh, that's the one that's currently the, up on. It's yeah, it's about to be done. Yeah. Um. So the like Archer Nine Curse of, of Danger Island or whatever is is an homage to Tales of the Gold Monkey. So I checked out Tales of the Gold Monkey from the library, and then as you read the IMDb, you find out that Tales of the Gold Monkey is also the inspiration for Tailspin. That's amazing, dude. It's a gem. Tales of the Gold Monkey is. And this a is the gem. has our favorite monkey in it. Which one? What are you talking about? Uh, from Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. Is it doesn't it, is Roddy McDowell? Roddy, Roddy yeah, McDowell's Roddy McDowell it, plays yeah. Bonchance Louis. It's he's so awesome. Like the the whole show is amazing. But one thing I could not stop. I could not divorce Tales of the Gold Monkey from the Master because they're both they're both eighties television shows. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, Carl, if we were to watch these two episodes and then I would put on two episodes of Tales of the Gold Monkey for you, they do. Th- 
there's a there's a feel about them. First of all, both of them have an insane like budget for stunts, stunts? Yeah. and ex- huge crazy expensive effects. Both of these look like they cost a lot to shoot in 84. Yep, they spent all their money on on effects and stunt people and for they sure. didn't have enough left for like actors. Well, and they both only ran one season. Right. And uh, Tales of the Gold Monkey was actually canceled because it's too expensive. That all, makes a all, ton of sense. Yeah, all the fuel for the plane. Especially that was back burning. in the day, dude, when everything's practical. Like, yeah. Like when we when we talk about these two episodes of the master, you're gonna there's like cars flipping and exploding. In this one, there's, there's so much fire happening in this. It's like backdraft. They, I think like they burnt literally they burn like burned an a building hangar, down. Yeah, they light an airplane on fire. Yeah, and it airplanes goes. Airplanes are not cheap. It goes up, and yeah. it's not like the frame of an airplane. No, they burn they the roll whole out airplane. a fucking little Cessna or whatever and blow it up. Yeah, a, like a, a set. Well, like, okay, it's not I a Cessna, but it's a. It's like that though. It's like a little, maybe like a Piper. Yep. No, because it's no, it's a side by side cockpit. A lot of the like the Piper Cubs and the Super oh, Cubs. Oh, there's the singles. There's okay. a there's a name for him. My grandpa would know. He was a pilot. But the, the the Pipers have the pilot in front and the co like co-pilot or passenger sitting behind them. But the one that burns in this show is side by side, and those that's more of the Cessna 182 or right something like that. But yeah, but, but still they, they burn it. Those planes are like a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. That's cheap. They're not like burning a match in front of the camera. No, like, and they're like there's a fire. The plane's on fire. They, the we watch going. them pour gas on it. I think my note is like uh yeah my note they is literally, literally spray gasoline on them. <laughs> my note is in all caps, don't burn that plane. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but they do, Max. Oh, but they do. <laughs> they they straight up roast the plane. So actually, funny tie-in in one of the episodes of Tales of the Gold Monkey, they light his uh wid- not a widgeon, grum his goose. They they light Is his- it a spruce goose? No, it's a Grumman G twenty one goose. Oh nice. They light his goose on fire. Like that's one of the pl- the plot is like the the thing catches on fire and they think that his mechanic Corky did it because he was drunk. But a Grumman goose, they only there's only like four hundred in the world. That still fly. Fuck. And in eighty, it's in, a seaplane. In the eighty, yes, it is a seaplane, not a float plane. But they're really rare, and they're like very expensive to fly. And then you watch this episode, and you're like, they straight up fucking Just lit the goose a goose on fire. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's insane. What are you doing? Don't burn the plane. <laughs> Don't burn the plane. Planes are expensive. All right. So let's start with uh, the first half of our imaginary movie here. Master. Let's talk about Max. Max. It's your namesake. It was kind of weird occasionally because I'm like, Max is such a fucking dick. And he, well, like, Max is just ineffective and kind of a twat. He so. is. He's, a total, <laughs> he's an ineffective twat. Which, he has he's, he has just stupid character things that are make Max Max, like the fact that he has a hamster right. is kind of dumb. Also, I did notice that Max in this show was also an ineffective twat. And he also has character. See what I did there? Oh, I see what you did that's there. That's my name too, girl. Is You're not an ineffective twat. <laughs> I had some existential moments on the couch where I'm like, "Am I really? Am like I really? This guy? Am, I really? <laughs> Am I like him?" Well, you have bees, not a hamster, so you're one upping. That's true. So, uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that the hamster actually existed in this episode to have something to cut to because they cut to it a lot in weird moments where the it hamsters doesn't make, a transition. The hamster's a transition. <laughs> It's like they needed something. Like, just give him a fucking. Ha- he has a hamster. He has a hamster and a wheel in his in his in his not a team van. And Dude, then- I, I had a weird moment where I was watching this movie and or this movie. Well, let's call, let's well, pretend let's it's, call a movie. it's a movie, so we're not breaking our own rules. Sure. So I was watching this movie and I was like, "Is the hamster?" Because he makes a joke about it. He's like, "I got right. once." Uh, there's a hamster joke where. Uh, wait, hold on. We're gonna have to stop because when I get down to it. 
I have five notes together that all tie into Tales of the Gold Monkey. So let's start at the start top. Start at the top. I said, not since my childhood have I seen slow motion silhouette fighting so thrilling. James Bond ninja girl credits. Yes, yes. So that's we're talking about the opening credit sequence of this film, which does recur halfway through the film. It has a little bit of Hawaii Five O in it. It has a little bit of like MacGyveriness. It has a it's little got bit some of Magnum PI. Yeah, to it has. It. It's peppered in like all of those little flavors mm-hmm. from. So imagine that song in your head. That's what is playing right now in this. It does kind of. You're right. Hawaii Five O might be the closest. I think thing Hawaii Five O. Yeah, because that's what I started singing. Well, if when, you get, right after this. If you have it, it's like, so Tales of the Gold Monkey has this same thing where they've got, they'll show you like the action sequences and then they'll show you the love interest and they kind of do like, they'll do like Lee Van Cleef and it's like a scene from the thing of right. Lee Van Cleef like smiling. Also looking, starring. Right, exactly. Right. So, Special guest star. But honestly, dude, it push like this type of shit pushes all the right buttons for me. Me too, I, man. I love 80s television. Well, I said this when we were watching the, watching this episode today. Mm-hmm. Is like I wish that the rest of the show were more available. Re- readily Because I would watch this fucking thing. So we could wrap it Absolutely, up. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Dude, I'd spin it too. Like, once I was done with. Because we Berger don't know what's, and what, what happens with the daughter. We're gonna get to that at the end. We're gonna make our predictions. Okay. I don't think it's good though. Probably not. I have a really dark. We'll save it. Vision for we'll what? How the. Because that's the whole plot of the show like is is Lee Van Cleef trying to find his daughter. Yeah. He, on on also Max trying to become a ninja warrior. Do you want to address the uh, elephant in the room here? Yeah, sure. All right, here we go. So Lee Van Cleef plays a ninja. Yep. An American ninja in Paris. He's a Native American Native American that's ninja right. in Paris. So first of all, Lee Van Cleef. I don't think he's Native American. No, nope. I'm just gonna go ahead and say. I don't know. He might be Jewish. What does we he thought, play? Maybe. Cherokee. He plays a Cherokee. Cherokee. Right? Yeah. So Lee Van. He's John Cleef. Van Patten Tutankoff or something. Yeah, his name's really weird. Yeah. It's like the of the McPherson Tutan. Yeah, Van it's Horns is. <laughs> like Marlon Van Tutan. He's like a tertiary character from Twin Peaks. That's his last name. Holy shit! Yes. So anyway, he, so he's a he's a Cherokee who goes over to. Japan. Japan during World War Two. Mm-hmm. No, to be like be a right. translator or something. Yeah, and then he decides to stay, and while he stays there, guess what? He gets trained as a ninja master by ninjas. Yes. So now he's a Native American ninja master. He finds out his daughter's in trouble back in the states. Holy gosh! So he's got to go. He's gonna leave, but you don't leave. The you ninjas. don't just leave the ninjas. No, you, you you know it's like the, it's like, it's with like the, the game. mafia. They gotta jump you they out. Gotta jump. Yes, right. And with a ninja, they just cut that your head happen. off. That's yeah. <laughs> that's how you get out. They send the rest of the ninjas after you one at a time. Exactly. Yeah, because they especially don't especially if you keep the medallion. They don't want to send like enough to actually kill you, just enough so that you can pick no, them off exactly steadily over time and weaken well, their own One at a time. That'll be fine. That's dude. It's every it's every movie. It's one of my favorite examples. This is 2004's The Punisher with Tom Jane. Oh, boy. Where they're like, okay, we have hundreds of employees, all of them heavily armed. And then John Travolta's like, Santu. He's like, <laughs> yeah, well, um, uh, what's his name? Friday night, not Friday night. Yeah, Friday Night Lights guy? No, no. Uh, it's been like 40 years since I've seen that movie. No, so. but who, what's, the, what's the football movie? Friday we are night the Titans. The ti- meet the Titans. So fo- Let's meet the Fockers. No. So remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. <laughs> Meet the Titans. You can milk any ba- any football with nipples. Oh my so, God! Anyway, you can inflate any football with football nipples. Coach you can milk any that, cat or anything that has nipples. You can nipples. throw any cat into any the cat, end zone as long as it has nipples. Kick the cat through the yes. uprights. Check for nipples first. For huh? wit, but because you, you don't want to, you don't want to kick it unmilked. 
<laughs> it could explode. It could explode. Let's not get ridiculous. You know what, you'll be kicking unmilked cats Jesus around. Jesus Christ. Wrong what is you. this, Russia? Anyway. <laughs> frozen unmilked cats. Catsicles? Yep. So, um... <laughs> oh, that was a quick rabbit hole. <laughs> wow, it was. No that was kidding. Like, that was like a toilet on an airplane. But basically, they're like, this, uh, Tom Jane, not Tom Jane, Frank Castle. <laughs> Tom Jane's causing <laughs> some trouble. His agent's asking for he's more like, money. What the fuck? <laughs> John, so anyway, he goes in, he's like, Frank Castle's giving us a lot of trouble, boss. And John Travolta's like, all right, let me look at my list of people that I have at my command. 500 soldiers. Yeah. Call the Russian. And you're like, just the Russian or the, add the Russian to your 500 to soldiers because you could just have the Russian lead the party yeah, yeah 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 he is the in he's the infiltration team what do you got we're talking about the Punisher come on over so uh <laughs> dude like but invariably the bad guy is like okay here's how here's how you take out your mortal enemy who's proven to be very effective at taking out one person at a time you send another person at him mm-hmm. yeah but just one though yeah 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 because we, if we send too many, that would work. Beat him up, <laughs> he would be killed. Well, then your, your movie's twenty minutes long because well, you just killed Frank Castle. And there's always that bullshit thing where they're like, "No, we can't send in a team of fifty because I want him to suffer." It's like he he has now killed twenty of your men. Like maybe cut your losses and just like get a sniper, wait outside, put a bullet. Don't in. you feel like the 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 head bosses need like a business manager For sometimes? Sure. Like <laughs> they're really good at like the big scheme shit, but when it comes to this kind of crap, that's you're really their, not good. That's at their it. like conciliary henchmen's always like, with all due respect, boss. I don't want to hear it. Send the Russian. He's like, can I yeah. send five guys with the Russian? No. You're getting a little lippy, aren't you? Conciliary. And he's like, fine, I'll send one more guy. Bird, what do you got? I just have a fun story about Get the close. Russian. Close, close. Have I told this story before about the Russian? No. Okay. So the Russian is played by a man named uh, Kyle Nash? Kevin Nash? Kevin Nash. Kevin He's Nash. a professional wrestler. Right. Oh, yeah. Former professional mm-hmm. wrestler. He's actually been in a lot of movies. He was also the big bodyguard in Guy with the Gun movie, All, Keanu Reeves. Every movie. Oh, oh. <laughs> Which one? John, uh, Wick? John Wick? John Wick, yeah. Does he's he the, play the bodyguard in John Wick? He's not the bodyguard. He's like the doorman, doorman. at that club. Oh, anyway, oh, okay, yeah. So just little... Dave Batista has a new movie out, by the way, speaking of... Reference for who he is. Anyway, yes, yes. he came into the place that I work uh, last summer. He was here for a signing. Yeah. And uh, he sat at our bar and drank a glass of rosé. Very, very, very nice man. I believe it, dude. Yeah. I've, he's gigantic. They tend also. to. Well, yeah. Tom Jane is a big guy, and when he ain't small, no. And if you watch that movie, which we will watch eventually on the show, because it's one of my favorites. I want to get Kevin Nash's autograph, dude. Me too. We. Should, I, I want Kevin Nash. His, I, I want to touch his hair. I want Kevin Nash on the show. Kevin Nash. We'll get you on. Kevin Nash, have your people call. We don't have people, so just, just email drop us an email at measuringflixpodcast at gmail.com. We'll, we'll talk to Punisher. Oh, dude, we'll get you in here. We we'll don't even s- talk about a movie you've been in. Like, what's your favorite movie, man? Yeah. Well, we'll talk about it. You pick a movie, we'll watch it. That's right. We'll talk about if it. If you come on the show, you pick the movie, dude. dude. I will make you sourdough pancakes, mm-hmm. and I will make you a great cup of you coffee, can look at Kevin the bees. Nash. You can come look at my bees. We can do sourdough bread if yep. you want. I'll do... Kevin Nash, please. I just want to <laughs> please just well, hang, hang out with Kevin Nash. We won't be weird. No, not at all. Obviously, what we're doing right now is a show, but Carl and I are professionals. Anyway, <laughs> they keep sending one person I'll be a after. Professional, like baller. 
That I'm glad. What? I think it's good that that was so indistinct because your eyes are just like filth right now. <laughs> they totally are. They're full of Kevin Nash. You got mu- like mud eyes going on. <laughs> okay, so anyway, Lee Van Cleef is like, I got to get back to the states and find my daughter. Something so, bad happened to her. So he gets to an airplane, and he's got his bag of like ninja stuff. He has no. No possessions other than ninja tools in All it. he owns Well he says when Max is like what's in the bag He's like everything I own And we find out what's in the bag is like just shuriken just, and caltrops Exactly and like, like, Not even a spare pair of briefs man nothing. Just, He's got one he's outfit Gotta have the dirtiest underwear man <laughs> There's only so many times it's, you can flip them inside out he, It's once It's a by bunch the of way. bandanas oh, it's That's a bu- what I have that's, to say <laughs> It's a bunch of bandanas that he just wraps around himself like a diaper. That's gross. It is. He that just is gross he just with, though. <laughs> nasty this person. is why I don't use a uh, a butt pillow. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so, <laughs> as he's getting on the plane, a solitary ninja. Just one. Did they shoot him or throw a thing? It was at a him? shuriken because it's a shuriken wound that keeps opening up. They throw one shuriken at him. My notice ninja stars, yeah, because that's more better than a gun, I'd say. <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, watching the ninjas, you're like machine gun. I mean, just. B-bazooka. I mean, I understand tra- tradition. Yeah, and you're yeah, Training yeah. the shuriken. Maybe, but that is not an effective pra- weapon. Well, he's pr- not that great at it. Because Lee Van Cleef at this point is not going in a very good clip. He's mm-hmm. just like walking to a van. A, a airplane. An airplane. He's walking. It's a van in, in my head. He's walking to an airplane. It's a van with wings. And a solitary ninja throws a solitary shuriken at him, and it sticks in a millimeter into his, like, like, shoulder back. One blade of it gets kind of into his shoulder blade Isn't a little like, bit. Yeah, yeah. It like, like his lower blade. It Lower blade. It doesn't even stick. It, like, goes in and then falls out because right. it's barely in. I don't know if any of you have ever actually seen, like, a legit shuriken, but the blades are not even... They're, like, an inch long. Yeah. One inch. It's not a large weapon. Do a small amount of reading on shuriken, and it just says basically like it's a it's meant to like distract mm-hmm. or cause injuries yep. or as a deterrent because they're really not lethal. Because they're if you get someone in the neck, forehead, and the face area, yeah, you're probably going to drop next them. to impossible. Right. It's it's like the same thing if you ever watch an action movie and you see people like throwing knives with like into eyeballs and through skulls and shit, and you're, you're like, you're lucky if it sticks. You're buddy. like, damn, dude, throwing knives must be lethal. And then you go look, and it's like throwing knives are the one of the least effective weapons in history. Yeah, they're almost pointless to own because <laughs> <laughs> you can't throw them really. It's if you throw them too hard, they spin weird. Yep. But if you throw them accurately, they don't have a lot of force. Behind Behind him, but if useless. you're in front of a target and you have time to breathe, like if you're shooting darts, yeah. that's the most. But if you're right. trying to use them as a lethal weapon shuriken, when you're moving. I would say shuriken are useful if you are fighting a cardboard cutout that's five feet away and you have 20 shuriken. Watch a ninja's going to prove us wrong by shur- shurikening us. Shurikening us. You know what? Both of us. Don't tell me. You know what I use? Okay, hold on. I'm going to fuck it up. Yeah. Alrighty. Go. So, what do you got? <laughs> Hold on. I like Naruto. Don't, like, don't you tell me I can't kill someone. Shuriken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Bird's upset yeah. about that. So, uh, Lee Van Cleef, why don't you let me help your daughter? You can't help me find my daughter. Shuriken. <laughs> <laughs> Here. Oh, that was it. That was the one let right there. Let me just get mine out of the way. Oh, I heard him. <laughs> All right, mine was uh, oh. So Carl, what happens when what happens when Cal gets drunk? Do you know? Uh. Cal drops his keys. <laughs> <laughs> Did it? Nailed it. 
Okay, we're done. Caltrops' keys. Caltrops' keys. <laughs> we're done, I promise. Um, <laughs> Don't make promises you can't keep, man. First things first. Holy shit. When Max gets... The, one of the first times we meet Max. Hi, I'm Max. Sometimes we get thrown out of windows. Well, isn't is that what he says, or is Something it like, like this that. is this how is, I this is how I normally leave a, leave a bar. bar, and it's a shot of the door, and then a stuntman comes through like a fucking massive glass window, just shatters through it and hits the ground. Honestly, super cool yep. stunt. Like again, the stunts in this thing are fucking legitimate, man. Yeah, I'll say right now, the the copy you have is grainy and the color grade is oh, it's garbage. Dog shit, you can't see anything if it's even remotely dim. No. <laughs> <laughs> like someone hits a dimmer switch down. If the beyond. neighbors have a light on in their living room, there's too much glare to see anything. Right, like everything is fucked. <laughs> if there's a single extraneous light source, <laughs> right. they're like, we can't balance this. Close your eyes, I can't see. You're like, <laughs> you're doing the one eye close thing. You're like changing the brightness on your yep. TV and it's just getting worse because now it's blown out and right? you, can't. you can't see shit look this is not visually amazing no but it's amazing yes the stunts are so cool man they the people who did I feel like there's a there's a certain era in Hollywood that makes me think of Zoe Bell mm-hmm like Zoe Bell, particularly in Death Proof, where it's just stunt people having a blast. And doing insanely dangerous things. Oh, yeah. And having a blast while doing it. I feel like there's a stuntman period in Hollywood between like this, like the 60s, late probably. 60s yeah. and like the early 90s, where a lot of stunt, a lot of stunts look like. A lot of people getting banged my up beer. too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's just stunt people just being like, I fucking do that. Right. I don't care. And then there's like not a whole lot like of Like Sharky's Machines. Like we need somebody to jump. Uh, out of a 10-story building into a pool. I got you. Well, we can do a dummy or do a wire drop. No, no, no. No, no, 50 bucks. No, I'll jump out that window. It's fine. Cliffhanger. Fly two planes with a wire between them. And the way the director does the stunt is he goes, I'll give a million dollars to someone who will go between those planes with no safety gear on. Stuntman takes his hat off. (laughs) It's like... Write the check. I'll be back right. in 15 minutes. <laughs> that cliffhanger stunt is legendary because that's just a dude climbing between two fucking airplanes yep. with no safety gear on for a million dollars. So I feel like we're in a, another golden age of stunts, but I think now people have recognized the... We've come back around on it. Like When you watch a movie like John Wick... Those stunts are all incredible, but they're very highly executed. The stuntman kind of has lost some of they're the choreographed down yeah. to the the most minute. Some movement. of the some of like the wild west look, and it's good too because it's keeping stunt people safer. I totally agree. Yeah. But you, some of the I feel like some of the like romance. So of the, the when you take the danger man, out of the danger, you're not taking all the danger out, but you're right. yeah yeah. They're approach. I like the modern approach because it keeps people safe and also because highly technical, very well choreographed and perfectly executed stunts looks are amazing. amazing. There's something about knocking someone backwards through a window, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like just, into a just, tro- horse trough and honestly, maybe landing it right. Just have. Yeah. Just having a guy like, all right, take a running leap through that window and then hit the ground and make it look like it hurt a lot or just get hurt a lot. Right. Like there's something about that that has like a real scummy charm to it yep. that I fucking love, dude. I've we have always said on Measuring Flicks, we are huge fans of stuntmen. Absolutely. Stunts and stuntmen, man. Um, but that through the window smash is great. Uh, he's at a bike. So this is Max. We've been introduced to Max. He gets hurled through a bar. Mullet he's, Max. He's at a biker bar. Yep. 
He's hanging out with the Pink Angels. He is. He's hanging out with the Pink Angels. Who these particular this particular iteration of the Pink Angels? None of them can see. Apparently, they're all no. blind. They and <laughs> other bikes are not work. Well, they get this, so hmm, well, they get tied together and then dragged out. The oh no, he he ties off yeah, all the yeah, bikes yeah. so they can't go he anywhere. He ties they them get, to so there's a there's like a big tractor trailer, like a big uh, semi. There's mm-hmm. a semi parked and then a bunch of bikes parked in front of it. And what Max. Max runs into like an innocent couple getting bullied by these mean bikers and he stands up for him and that's when they throw him out of the bar. So Max takes a bunch of like cable. Yeah, he finds a bunch of cabling somewhere. Finds like a bunch steel of steel cabling. Steel cabling and he clips it to the semi and then he ties the back tires? I think so. Or the frame. Or to the frame. He ties the bikes to the semi and then he like sits in his van he goes, ha, 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 dicks. Yeah, exactly. All the bikers run out, kicking out this, like, nice, friendly young couple. And I'm what I'm thinking in my head is, like, uh... Why'd that couple go into that bar in the first place? No, my thought was, like, uh, Max, while you're tying up the couple, what if, like, they're murdering... Right. And while you're tying, tying up, up the, the bikes, bikes, what if they're murdering this couple? What if they're murdering the couple? Like, what it just... You just hear, like, flat, like... And he's like, I'm going to get these bikers. I'm going <laughs> to show them what's I'm up. I'm prank these bikers. Oh, my God, William! What did you do to William's you took his <laughs> Shut up, bitch, or you're next. Max is like, oh, this is going to be so goofy. <laughs> this is going to be so goofy in 1984. <laughs> oh, this is going to be so fun. Here we go. Meanwhile, couple's dead. Right. They're, they're not. They come out. They get away. The bikers are like, let's give chase. And mm-hmm. I'm like, there's no way they're not going to see the, like, 500 yards of cable. Everyone's bike has Everyone's a huge bike. steel cable hooked up to it. Like, nope. come on. Come on, you don't get a bike. You don't get on a bike without checking your shit first anyway. Not one of them no. spots the cable. But come on, dude. He those... didn't even kick some dust on the cables. Like, didn't he? The, like... No. <laughs> He's they're like and they're like they're like hanging it. in the air. Right. Like they're just as visible as could be. Some of them are like tied to the handlebars. You're like right. the bikers have to step over the cables. It's like, ah, this is weird as cable here. Yeah, this cable attached to my bike. I always <laughs> I always oh it's such a someday I'll cut that off. Like they just forget it's that so it's not part of use. the bike. <laughs> Okay, but we get some of the coolest bike stunts. Bike flips, man. Yeah, dude. Because bike wrecks are fun, is my note, man. Bike wrecks are when they're stunt people. Bike wrecks are awesome. Yes, my brother has a motorcycle, so knock Uh, on wood, man. But he would. But like these bikers, like they're like we're gonna get him. And you know how they did the stunts? They They literally just put cables on a bike and let them go. That's what they did. Yeah, they drive. They hit the end of the cable, and sometimes these bikes are like tearing in half. These stunt people are out of their fucking minds. Every single one of them. These aren't crazy like, as a fucking. All right, we're gonna get you up to eight and a half miles an hour, and then when you feel it get tight, then you're gonna want to do a jump and roll. No, they're going like forty, and then the fucking. Like cable what you're gonna hits. do is torque it. <laughs> it's like, but it hits, and then they're like, some of them are like piling into the fucking handlebars, and some of them are flying like twenty feet. Past the bike, you're like, this is insane. Yep, it was fucking insane, dude. The stunts are so killer. That's how they. That's how this thing hooked me because it's visual. The way it's shot is pretty poor. Pretty garbage. But the stunts are so well, wild. Well, because just before that, we get our first bit of voiceover, which is garbage. <laughs> which is yeah. Like, hi, I'm Max. This is normally how I go every day. I it's coming around the other day. <laughs> Crusty <laughs> the clown, like, dude. Just seriously, Max. Yeah, seriously. It's like the master. Oh god! The master and crusty. I can't even think of a of a joke for how bad it is because it's just disappointing. It's yes. like you want to make it funny, but you're kind of just sad like that just it has to sad. be that way. Yeah. Why does it have to be this way? But then it was funny 
what happens almost immediately next, well, that's one way, because he's in his, his not A-team van, and he picks up, well, my first one, oh, look, he's picking up not Demi Moore. Wait. That is that's Demi, Demi Moore. Moore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. It would be not Demi Moore, except for the fact that that is her, and I saw her names earlier she, in the credits. So Demi Moore just, like, runs out into the street, and she's like, pick me up. She almost gets full-on hit by that, the van, too. That's, that's not... more... Stunt driving is another yeah. thing we should talk about, man. This Whoever's driving this, like, Astro van, this big panel van that Max cruises around in, is on the stick, dude. They are Well, one, if you're it. trying to get the attention of a vehicle that's going 55 miles an hour, jumping directly out in front of it is not your best course of action. They will notice you for sure. But they will notice you. they you off of the windshield. Exactly. But... This van happens to be driven by Max. It just came out of a really bad fight. Yeah, well, he was a former Daytona driver, I guess. Uh, right, he had to be in he, order to whip around. He Tokyo drifts, like, around her. It's, he mind-bends the fucking van around yeah, her. Yeah, like he, like he want, like the movie wanted, he bends willed, the van Yeah, he willed the van her. around her. It's unreal. It, the, this Sick. stunt driver is awesome. Because <laughs> he does, we'd get more van stunt driving in the next episode. Which is the van is awesome. The chase. The cars rest are of the like, shit's like the chase. It cars just looks just like bad driving. Driving school, <laughs> right? <laughs> so a bunch of fifteen-year-old kids trying to get their license and going. All right. So here's where I here's my note. Uh, Max is like Jake Cutter. We're going back to Tales of the Gold Monkey. Robot. All right, all right, all right. Max is like a he's like a four hire kind of drifter getting in lots of scrapes. Jake yep. Cutter, same thing. They both have a distinctive vehicle, Jake Cutter's Goose, Max's weird painted 80s van. Not the A-Team van. Not the A-Team van. They have, they both have cute, very distinctive recurring pets in the Tales of the Gold Monkey. It's Jack, the one-eyed dog. In the Master Max, it is a hamster. There's a one-eyed dog in this television show. Hell yeah, where's an eye patch? A huge part of the plot is they have to They're always trying to go and find His Jack's eyeball? glass eye because Jake loses it In card games so then they have to fly All over French Polynesia how looking is this mo- One one how have I not Seen this television uh-huh. series And two how isn't it not in it's like 30th season right you now you haven't seen it Because I had it checked out for a long time But now it's back at the library so pick that shit up Two <laughs> It's gonna be in it's 30th season when you and I Pitch it to the networks fair enough I write <laughs> We get the guys who did, uh, I mean, uh, well, I want to say Spielberg, but he's probably busy. A little busy, He's not going to do a Netflix original. Probably not. <laughs> series. Um, but yeah, dude, like Tales of the Gold Monkey, it, it's one of my favorite things ever. So but we, there's so echo patterns here. So they've got the goose. They've got, we've got uh, the one-eyed dog, Jack. We got the hamster. Both of them deal with, uh, in this one, it's ninjas, Japanese ninjas. In the other one, it's around World War. In uh, Tales of the Gold Monkey, it's around World War II era, and the island of Tagataya. Is that it, Bird? Yes. Okay, so Princess Koji lives on Tagataya and commands an army of samurai. So a lot of times, the she's totally hot too. And there's many, many instances of side boob that I would gladly freeze frame and frame on my wall. Oh my god! But ninjas, samurai. So we've got those. Both f- feature he- heavily feature prop planes. Mm, oh yeah, there's there's prop planes in both of them. Um, so like watching this man, I don't really know. I I just thought like they both have really high budget action set pieces. They're both adventure tales. I feel almost like I want to kind of get. I would love to know when Tales of the Gold Monkey ended because I feel like in a weird way these shows 
can't exist in a bubble. They have to. It have had been to have like, been like similar sort of producers or runs or. This this feels to me like the network's like, hey, uh, adventure stories featuring ninjas and quirky pets with a unique gotcha. vehicle. Gotcha. Like, that was well. that was the note of the year or yeah, something. Like, like you know what's popular now? Ninjas. You know what's popular now? Planes. Ah, quirky pets. Very in right now. Right. Because dude, they there's like sister shows. Right. That's uh, interesting. Man. Yeah, I thought that was real. I thought that was pretty fast. Because if you were to fast forward from us twenty years now, for like twenty years from now, it'd be mm-hmm. like, what's hot right now? Ah, superheroes are super hot right now. Like, like right. all those television shows that are like, the, all the superheroes. All the superhero shows. Shit. Yeah, yeah, this is that is the note of the week for and us. remaking old comic book shit in a new way, like Sabrina and the Archie shit. A lot of times, it comes right after a like a visionary new direction is discovered. Everyone apes it immediately. Oh, it's like when John Woo gets to the United States. It's like, then suddenly everyone is making. Well, action movies change entirely. Oh yeah, because it starts with like, oh, we're doing like, it's like big. Lethal Weapon, Die Hard, all those. And then John Woo shit. shows up, and you get like doves flying, and you see like brass hitting the ground. It becomes operatic. Mm-hmm. The violence becomes stylized and beautiful, rather than like this brutal Die Hard style violence. And now you get action. Fast forward a little bit, like ten years or whatever, and you got movies like The Matrix. Yeah, which is totally a John Woo ode. I think they say specifically. Specifically, I think there's a dove in one. Of them, like for Christ's sake, like, yeah. Like it, so I feel like this is the studio note of the year. Is like, <laughs> we, like we need a pet, we need a pet, we need a plane, we need <laughs> exactly. Ninjas. We need some kind of cool vehicle. So here's where we get the uh, the, the hamster cool vehicle. Note. No, eight or four, man. We're right there with Kit. We're there with the A team van. We're there with um, uh, Tom Selleck's fucking and that's um, merchandising too. Yeah, oh, dude. for Magnum PI, for Magnum the Ferrari. PI, the Ferrari. Oh, I mean, dude, they all have Ferrari. they all have their vehicle. Airwolf, it's a fucking helicopter, but still, it's his yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, man, totally. I mean, we kind of even have it to to today to now with some extent. You got to now. to now. We got John Wick's Mustang. Mm-hmm. We've got the. I feel like that's a thing the that you have, have to. A seaplane. Yep, they you know? do. They do. They straight up have a seaplane. My God, damn it! <laughs> so, I think this is always a thing. It's like you, if you're gonna have a thing, you have to have the thing. Totally, totally. I I feel like, uh, but in, maybe in some ways, is it just like pe- they know that like. Cool cars, cool cars. Fair so, enough, yeah. Because you know? I mean, when you see a Bond, kind of started that. That's true. That's with true. The, Aston with the sixty-five Aston Martin, yeah. yeah. So and the PPK. I mean, it's all like for the, the same gun. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Which what's weird is the PPK has become like this legendary gun. Actually, you know what? No, I'm gonna just I'm gonna retract this because really the only people who have issues with it are the gun nerds, right? And I look, I like guns a lot. I think gun nerds are irritating as yeah. fuck. Like the people who are on there like, well, actually, I recently read a new Clive Costler novel and right. the gun that he uses in there is actually was never chambered to the 40, the 40 uh, Smith & Wesson caliber. It would that not is, have been able to fire. That the, is uh... inaccurate. And I did notice that uh, there's a description of a man being shot by a bullet ballistically. That would not happen to a human head with a caliber as small as an eight. They proved it on Mythbusters because they have <laughs> ballistics jelly that they can. Uh, <laughs> Isn't there a movie we watched recently, like for season one, that has an all ceramic pistol? In yes. It? It's, oh, it's, it's Die Lethal. Hard Two. Is it Die Hard Two? Yeah, it's it's a Glock. It's a Glock Seven. It's a porcelain handgun made in France. Doesn't show up on your yeah, airport security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> a porcelain. <laughs> you know what I pulled handgun? off of that guy? One of those, and it costs more than you making a month. You'd be surprised what I'm making a month. Dollar ninety-eight. I'd be very surprised, Carmine. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, the master is not that awesome. Um, so, but it is. It is though, dude. The, dude. Okay, the hamster joke. When so Demi Moore gets in the van, she gets in a stranger's van moments after having almost been raped, and she he 
puts the pedal to the floor to get away from the cop car behind him. And uh, she goes, what do you got under this hood? And he points to the hamster and goes, six more guys like him going like hell. And uh, you know what? This is I don't know if this says more about me or more about the show. But for a second, I was like. Are they for real trying to tell me that his fucking van runs on hamsters? <laughs> I think that was more you. Because when he's hauling ass, his hamster is running hard like on crazy. that wheel. I'm like, is that hamster wired straight into his fucking drive <laughs> shaft? Because <laughs> you don't know yet. We haven't got the full tone of this Mm-mm. piece How yet. How goofy are we going with that? I know How we're like, goofy. what, five minutes right. deep? We had our quick cut katana, uh, <laughs> like our quick cut katana cacophony <laughs> yes. when Lee Van Cleef. Apparently uh, cannot fight with a samurai sword Because the way they edited that fight together was like Two samurai swords touching Cut to a samurai sword moving half an inch Cut to a different angle of the samurai yes, sword moving oh forward it's, And it's like The cuts are like Well Lee Van Cleef is like 89 years old or something when they filmed Yeah this. yeah yeah he is definitely aged In this Wait, You know what's weird when I saw Lee Van Cleef's face I, mean, I knew the name I was like oh he's a I think I've seen him in westerns And you see his face and you're like I've only ever seen him in Man westerns Man Who Shot Liberty Valance He's in about a yeah. million of them He's in Man Who Shot Liberty Valance He's in Once Upon a Time in the West yep. I think he's in it's a good, bad, the ugly. It's one of the Man with No Name trilogy. Yes, he's in. He's in one Sergio of those. Sergio Leone loved him. Hell yeah, as did John Ford. And everybody yeah. loved him. Like I, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh, it's the bad guy from every good, every like spaghetti every good, western. Bad, every bad good western. Spaghetti westerns. Yeah, it's like the John Ford. I think he shows up in like one John Ford or something, but he's in all the spaghetti westerns. Yes, and he's great. So he has a face like a villain, man. He sure does, dude. He does. He looks. He looks real uh, <laughs> old. <laughs> um, so I, I have a note here because the, so they get in a chase scene, and the van somehow makes it like down a dirt road that the sheriff can't make it down because he the sheriff hits that a stump. sheriff has been driving that stretch of road for fucking twenty years. But he forgot about the stump. Yeah, sure did. Because that car is a new stump. That car flips. The sheriff gets out of the car and runs like twenty feet, and then they. Blow the car all the, all way, the way up. up. My note is: Thank God they stopped putting those blow the car up buttons on the roof of cars, <laughs> specifically on the roof of cars. Yeah, there's like all cop cars under the police lights are going to have a self destruct button. So if the car, if you ever press it, the car will blow up. And all the cops are like, "Why?" Question. Query. One question. Why are we doing that? Just why? And they're like, "Well." Chevy decided it'd be a good idea. We've got an exclusive deal with Chevy. Can you disable it? I feel like Not someone's making. You know what? It's always someone making money off this deal. Am I right? It's always someone making. <laughs> someone's got to be making money off this deal, and it's us. You're making money off of us. It's our lives at stake here. Quid pro quo. I don't know what the Latin term is, but there's a certain Latin term that they always say on conspiracy theory sites that say like follow the money. Right. It's definitely not quid pro quo. It's, not. it's like e pluribus unum it's, or something uh, like that. It's 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 vivundus No, it's uh It's carpe? No, it's Caesar your carp? It's not Caesar's, Caesar's breakfast. Carp. Listen, what it is is It per se muave. Uh, ad, ad hoc ergo Ude, pro, proctor hoc Ude, ergo Ude, actor Ude, hoc Ute Ute Antinuke. Is that is big Latin? Doing. Yeah. Fuck. It's okay. very similar to actual Latin. <laughs> Moving in. What did Demi Moore tell Max? Post hoc ergo proctor hoc. That's exactly what it is. No, it isn't. That is exactly what it Therefore, is. Therefore, though, because of... Doesn't that have that to is? do with snout-to-tail cuisine? I don't fucking know. Uh, the only reason I know that is because it's on the we pilot have... episode of The West Wing. Here's what we need to do. President... Here's what we need to do. It. We're going we're gonna to climb up out of Latin real quick. Sure. <laughs> it's a deep language, <laughs> because though. Because we're about to have... 
cemetery man moment here. <clears throat> did you have a cemetery man? I don't moment? know until you tell me. Okay, what did Demi Moore tell Max? 45 seconds after meeting him. Got raped. Almost raped. Almost raped by cop. Yep. What's the first thing Max does hey, when they Hey, you want to go home and fuck me? Boy, does he try to kiss her real yeah, hard. And right she, on the mouth. She's, he goes yeah. in for the kiss. Like, hey, 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 hey. She hey, puts hey, up hey, a hey, hand hey. like, please no. Please no. I don't feel like being touched right now, you weirdo. My note is Max goes for kiss. Demi Moore. Uh, Max, what did I just say? <laughs> Damn, Max. She was almost <laughs> raped. Paws off, buddy. <laughs> it's... I we can't repeat the joke, but if you guys want, because we've already done it, if you guys want to hear a hilarious discussion of how this dynamic usually works out in movies, listen go and to listen to our Cemetery Man, Man episode. It was fucking hysterical. We can't take any of that back. No, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't no, in a million I. years. I'm just saying, I think it'd be tasteless to tread familiar ground. Let's forage a new path. Um, so we do also kind of get into Straw Dogs territory because even though she's like, hey. I was almost just raped, so I'm not going to kiss you right now. And he's like... But if you want to call me sometime. Yeah. He's like, God damn it. And she goes, well, I mean, but uh, he goes, I guess I'll be going to a hotel later tonight. Uh, I'll be with my hamster, but he's not very good company. I'll probably get lonely. And she goes, or something like that. And she's like... She totally turns She's the- like, good. Because if you want some company, like, as soon as I get over this rape, it'll probably take like an hour. Once I get over the, like, But she almost, does can become totally surly. I'm like, not surly. That's not the right word. But, like... Flirty? Flirty. Very, like... Yeah. She gets he- heavy, heavy Dude, she, breathy. She totally... Yeah, she goes heavy breathy. She goes 1984, heavy, heavy breathy. Demi more raspy voice, heavy breathy. Yeah, she goes from, like, uh, Max, I just got... Almost got raped by a cop. And then, like, seconds well, later, I noticed like, Demi's voice sorry, goes man. all sultry and smoky. She does. She um, does. It's kind of... If the if this show wasn't goof troop to the max, right. it would be weird. But because right. because it's it is so, so goof troop, doofy, right. you're just like, oh, she's a. This is my first time turning on a dime. Like right after that, this is my first note where I'm like, I, sometimes I don't know if Max is doing the voiceover or if it's actually him speaking to somebody in the, in real time. It gets really confusing. The voiceover is not thing. handled even remotely Half the time, well. As soon as I noticed it. It was like happening all the time. Like, is he talking to a person or is he talking to us? Well, who is he talking to right now? This, the, for the pilot episode, okay, usually the pilot episode of a show is a total banger of an episode. Right. Because they put their best foot forward. This it has to be because this, they're, the entire green light happens. This is so is hinges confusing. On this. It's really, he walks, a lot. In, Max walks into a bar and my or, note is who is Max drinking with? Is that Demi Moore's he, father? No idea. Because they they sit there and they're like, hey, Max, we heard you helped out Demi Moore's character's name. Let's call her just Demi Moore. Right. We heard you helped out Demi Moore. I'm like, how did you hear hear that? Because he did that. Rumor mill takes some time back pre like cell phone days. He just dropped her off at the airstrip like 10 minutes ago. And he gets to the bar and all of these group of people who we've never met are like, hey, Max, I thought he was a drifter. I thought he was leaving. Didn't he just leave a town because That's he'd gotten run out? So now he's arrived at another. But everyone knows him, and now everyone knows this thing that he just did, and that the sheriff is going to be super pissed about it. Yeah, and also I, I think the sheriff knows who he is too, because the sheriff he walks seems in the to bar know. in a second. I was how? Okay, a lot of shit just happens, and then the show's like mm, they'll go with it. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, my because my note actually. Sorry to go back. Like, no, dive in. Max is Max is all the scuttlebutt down at the old truck stop. Truck stop for for no one knowing him. Yeah, for being like, a drifter that rolled into town. Yeah. Everyone knows him and what he did five minutes ago. Yep. How doesn't matter. 
It's a TV show. Off we go. Yeah, it's it, that yeah. is really a, it's television show logic, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it doesn't matter because these people they don't need you have to forty three minutes to like push plot to get it going resolution the whole thing conflict Sh- resolution. Sheriff, oh wait, is it sheriff? No, leave sheriff rolls in. Yes, he's looking around. Or leave is Singa- Singapore slang is a drink, dude. Once upon a time, it would have been a Singapore. The, once upon a time, Singapore sling would have been the only answer. But for now, I'll take some like a water or a an water information. information. Yeah. And the guy's like, I don't have information. I got vodka and a lot of debt and two ex-wives. Right. <laughs> you're like, wow, you're a bartender. But I I have that as a note because, dude, the fact that old ninja master is like, well, you know, he he's look. He's a Cherokee ninja master. Right. He's taken his vows of like I don't I don't pollute my body with alcohol anymore. But I love that he's like once upon a time the end. Yeah, the was only a answer sling. Yeah. would have been a Singapore. I love sling. that. I love that character moment. It dude. is. It's a That's really why good. I fucking wrote it down. I'm mm-hmm. like I love that. It tells you so much about him, where he came from, like just that one little bit. Right. And there's a bit of longing there too. Like ah, at one point he's it like, been. ooh, you're tempting me. Yeah. Because he's right? back stateside. This yep. is not a temptation over no, in Japan it isn't. for him. Because he's he's buried he's, in the ninja world and he's created his own environment for sure. Right. And so. he controls it. He controls himself. I like Lee Van Cleef's character a lot because so there you become a lot of times when you watch like these kung fu movies, which we're gonna watch a bunch of them this month. Um, a lot of times when you watch these kung fu movies. There's a sense that like they were always ninjas from the time they were five and they have no life outside of ninjas. They're born into it, right? Like that sort of... Lee Van Cleef has this whole like, what did he do before World War II? Mm-hmm. He he was, you know, he got over there somehow, so he's drinking with his buddies. He's a, he's a radio operator. Maybe he's got a sweetheart back home. Maybe he grew up on a farm. Maybe he grew up, well, you know, like who knows? But Lee Van Cleef has something other than ninja. Which yeah. makes him kind of like weirdly fleshed out for a fairly for silly show. For a fairly show. silly show, absolutely. I loved it. I loved it. Um, so, <laughs> ka- I think I wrote down Kaji. Okay, the st- my stunts in this are incredible. Sword fight with palm guard. There it is. That's there what it, it is. is. All right. There's another stunt right after that. So basically, the sheriff is There's like a couple pretty silly ones. Well, back to first back. of all, the sheriff does an unlawful search of. Well, there's. Yeah, the sheriff does an unlawful search of Lee Van Cleef's uh, box of death. <laughs> <laughs> his ninja bag. He pops up and he's like, "Sack o ninja." He goes, "Hey there, stranger, what you got in your suitcase?" I'm like, "Wow, that well, whatever you dumped it right whatever out. Whatever you fucking find in there is not admissible, <laughs> <Right>. idiot." <laughs> so I'm, no judge in the country is gonna is gonna prosecute. You could find a dead child in his bag, and it's not <laughs> like, gonna matter. Nothing you can do. Fruit of the poison tree, bucko. <laughs> so he pops it and he's like, "Whoa, this is a samurai sword." And I'm like, "Look at the rest of this." And shit. you should probably not touch it with your hands like that don't he's like you cannot unsheathe that blade what happened to my hands it's like it's weird they're I got, all open up i and have stuff. no fingers left samurai mm. swords are sharp i think i'm in shock because i'm like <laughs> just looking at my hands all weird it's so odd I can talk with my hands i feel cold does anyone else feel cold oh, that would be creepy as shit he picks he holds his hands up shaking his, oh anybody god. else feel cold carl oh my god i could remake we could remake this we could remake this and do it as I like think a, we can. It have to be a limited series though. That's key. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the problems Six with episodes. these. Yeah. Yeah. Do or tw- or twelve. You do it like do it the UK way. You do it. What you do is you do it like uh yeah. Take your time with it too. Like yep. how sometimes two episodes of Sherlock might take a year, but they're baller they're episodes amazing. of Sherlock. Yeah. What you got to do is you got to True Detective it. True Detective season one. You put it in a capsule. It's. I think that I honestly think that the best single 
thing in television is True Detective season one. I think it's perfect. It's amazing. And then True Detective season two, because everyone was clamoring for more, like, they fucked it. That yeah. sucked. It was so bad. So what you do is you take them, you go and pitch the master. You're like, look, we're gonna do. However, we'll script it out. Be like, it's gonna be eight episodes, and people are gonna freak because they're gonna want more. But you don't do more. You move on to something else, and you blow their mind with that. Right. And you move on to something else, and then you, you become them. the network that blows people's minds with these little limited series. You don't have to. Stream. You don't need Black Mirror going eight seasons. You don't even need a franchise. Just get. Right. Just become the idea mill, dude. It's what I like about Blumhouse. Although, unfortunately, they kind of did it with Insidious because they realized they had a franchise on their hands. Of course. But like Jordan Peele drops Get Out. And every there's no get out too. They're like get out too. He's like no. How about no, I show you I something another, all else? Yeah. And then he drops us. Or let's get hereditary too. I want to know more about. How about no? And Ari Aster's like uh, no. Uh, the next thing I'm going to show you is. Did you hear about I will Midsummer? Show you, I will, I've seen the trailer for it. Did you hear Jordan Peele went and saw the a screening of it? Oh, Peele went and saw it. Jordan Peele saw it. And okay. As the closing credits were rolling, he texted Ari Aster and said, "I think you have made the most iconic horror film of all time." About Midsummer. Dude, I just got chills telling you that. You've got goosebumps dude, like a they, motherfucker. They hurt. Dude, I've dude, they hurt right now. I call, feel like I you might could actually, sand wood with your forearms. <laughs> that's Holy weird. shit. I feel like I need to hide them. They're We're gross going to right see now. Midsummer the day it comes out. Woo. The second it's Woo. playing. For so that's like that is legitimately praise from Caesar. Yeah, no kidding, dude. When Jordan Peele tells you that you've made the most iconic horror movie of all time. That's like Steven Spielberg being like... You, you made the best sci-fi slash yeah, adventure slash historical anything. drama. Doesn't matter. Ever, right. You King, name the things. Name the genre Stephen King has... Or Spielberg. Spielberg. Sorry. Steven Spielberg. Either way. <laughs> no, but Spielberg nails Spielberg's every genre. Nailed, so. nailed every genre, yeah. He's got action adventure. He's got sci-fi lockdown. He's got horror with Poltergeist, although yep. it's technically Toby Hooper. Yeah. But Steven Spielberg's fingers are all over that oh, pie. Yeah. He's got war... With fucking Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, historical dramas, man. Fucking amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we, but we're yeah. not talking about... We're not. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, we were talking about remaking The Master. <laughs> we are going to remake it. And doing it doing it as a, a limited thing. And eight then seasons. If, eight episodes. And what we do seasons. is, if they, if the studio... <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> Looking at you, Netflix. If the studio is... If they want to get all weird about it and be like, no, we've got a franchise here. We're going to blow it out. Then we just step back. All right. We'll sell it to you. We're like, great. Here's the intellectual property rights. We're going to go do something else. And then when people interview us about it, like, are you ever going to go do the map? We're like, no, we think we're it's actually... We're currently working on... Uh, comedy and also yeah right now. yeah or or you could also like Neil Gaiman did this thing he was doing Sandman and near the end of Sandman he realized he's like I'm wrapping up I have about 10 issues left and then my story will be done the story mm-hmm. that I want to tell with Sandman and he goes to the head of DC or Vertigo DC subsidiary yep, yep. and was like I will what are you guys gonna do when I'm done because I've got 10 issues left it'll put a and perfect bow on it and I'm done and we'll it'll be wrapped and he goes so are you guys gonna stop and they go no Absolutely not, because it's the best-selling best comic of all time. Bad, yeah. So he went, and every time he was interviewed after that, he would drop hints and be like, "What's happening? What's happening to you? Are you? Did you just vomit? Do you, you smell? wait a minute? Oh my God, Carl, don't do this to me, you fucking bastard! All right, I'll talk through my robe. Hey, it doesn't even really affect affect the sound that much, so I'll just do this then. So what happens is, God, you look, you just look like you're gonna have a stroke. No, Okay, so I have a gas mask upstairs. Maybe I'll go I grab made that. really bad breakfast decisions today. Yeah, you were telling me gas station <sighs> breakfast sandwich it or whatever. Horrible. All right, so here's what happens next. Uh, Max gets he gets in a sword fight because now the sheriff has a sword, and he sees Max. And, and now he's like, he's like I'm, he's just gonna swing a fucking. He just ninja swinging sword a katana around in a bar. 
And you're like, that can't possibly be illegal. Well, that and they're so sharp. That's like another word for the the honed edge of a samurai sword. Like sharp is not the correct term. It's something else. There's like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like that blade is sharp. And then there's this other word that means what a katana is. Exactly. <laughs> like cutting hair and, by like wiggling the blade. And you're it. just like whipping that fucking thing around in a crowded bar yeah. like a dumb shit. Yeah. So he's whipping it around at Max. And then Lee Van Cleef's like, hey, here's some tiger paws. Just, just go ahead and just, just go ahead and grab the blade with these. You who have had no training at all. The tiger paw is like the size of a humbucker yeah. pickup. I'm like, you it's got like plenty they're of hand. About, they're about the size of a pack of cigarettes. Right in your palm. in your palm. But then the problem is, you got fingers like right there. Yep. If you, so come, if you fuck you up sideways at all. with it. Or anything. If you grab wrong, you're losing it. Yeah. The, besides another katana sword, it is Terrible true that the tiger weapon. claw is the only weapon to like deal be able with to deal it? with it. But you gotta have like training since baby. I think is is the term. Yeah. For or that. until like your early twenties, like yeah. Lee Van Cleef was trained. But seriously though, like he's like here, this go is at such it. a bad idea. Don't do it. Okay. So that's faith in you, young. He buck. does. He grabs some sword and he throws some sword around. But then it doesn't really matter because he gets thrown. Through, Out a window again? Through the window onto a car yes. onto the ground. Yes. And it, the dumb, and a the dumb shit with the tiger claws doesn't matter because that stunt is so nuts. You're like, they threw that dude through a window and he flew so far that he rolled off the, I think it's the roof of it a car. It is the roof of a car. He goes through a window onto the roof of a car onto the ground and you're like, way to go stunt man then, i hope that was a 12 pack rather than a sixer and then the most best way to destroy a bar ever just leave and cleave just wrecking your shit you ready do you did you recognize the homage i'm testing your kung fu knowledge really quick which one the way that leave and cleave destroys that bar is an homage to one of the most famous kung fu flicks of all time yeah, I'm talking about the very specific. The very the last end when he, he jump does. kicks the the beam. He jump kicks the ceiling, yeah. and it knocks the whole ceiling down. I do for some reason. I'm not coming up with it though. It is uh, Bruce Lee in Way of the Dragon. Well, his Way of the Dragon, because I knew it was Lee. I just didn't know. So there's a so in Way of the Dragon, there's a scene where Bruce Lee has got like a couple of people who are thinking about fighting him, but he's already kicked some ass, so they're like right on the edge. Like maybe, maybe not. So in, if you look at the shot, it's a wide yep. shot. And there's a there's a light hanging from the ceiling, and the light is probably no joke, no lie, four feet above Bruce Lee's head. Bruce Lee it's like jumps. Like Tony Jaw kick. Yeah, he jumps straight up in the air. He doesn't like get a run or anything. He jumps straight up and kicks the light out. I think there's you can find the stats on it. It's like if you look up like uh, fabulous feats of Bruce Lee, they'll tell all this crazy shit that he's he done. Do yeah, shit. he has some really wild. Things that he did in his lifetime And this is one of them He, it, I think the light was like 15 feet off the ground Or uh, something insane. like that And he fucking kicks it out So watching Lee Van Cleef Or who, the stuntman Yeah Jump clearly. up and kick 89 year old Lee Van, <laughs> Lee Van Cleef. Cleef But like some stuntman Jumps straight up in the air And kicks the, a roof beam out Which either He's a baller ninja Or that bar was ready Ready to, to go yeah. <laughs> Like the whole ceiling Hinged on this one It was spot. actually condemned But the sheriff hangs out there So they were turning A blind eye To the <laughs> To the, the order Yeah the, To close The sheriff drinks there So he's like You can't close that bar 
I just think it's funny though. Before he does that, he's like, he it's just kind of he's randomly like, you know what, pinball machines, fuck these pinball machines, kicks them. He just breaks he's like, a oh, bunch this of shit jukebox. Fuck this jukebox. Like he's literally like looking at everything and just like fuck, shattering. Fuck it. this thing is breaking shit. There's like two vending machines. He jumps between yes. them and kicks either like, of them out. Like splits kicks them, and you're like. Yeah, I saw Kung Fu Panda. The split exactly. kick is hard. I get it's really it. hard. It's difficult. It's difficult. But then the, the coup de grace, like just kicks the whole ceiling. I'm down. gonna fucking kick your building. I'm in. gonna kick your building. He literally kicks the building in. Is what it's he amazing. does. You're like, <laughs> oh my god. And then that's when my brain checks back and is like, you're watching a pilot episode of television that came out in 1984. Right. Dude just kicked the building in. What happens? What well, the reason that you're watching a pilot episode of a TV show that you probably can't find now is because that stunt cost. A million dollars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, okay, so in it's the a pilot, million dollars in today's money. Dude, that that pilot episode probably cost like way more than like even a a modest horror Seriously. film today or whatever. Absolutely. Like this is a twenty million dollar pilot. They burn a plane and this is the episode. Yeah, this is this the is episode. the episode they where they burn, burn a, plane. a plane. They burn a plane hangar. Yes. So they kick a bar down, they burn a building, they blow up a car, they burn a plane, and then they burn another building. And you're like how much money dude i was i am like i'm like 16 year old girl surprised how much money they spent on this episode i'm just like what this this bit of business here is exactly why those 50 movie packs are fucking just the most incredible thing ever look viewers that's what pink angels that's what pink angels came from it will be viewers season eight coming soon yeah no Um, kidding well you know if it takes that long it takes that long yeah but here's so in those for our listeners who don't who are like oh movie packs there's only garbage in there you can find gems Mm -hmm. this is part of the fun of like being a horror movie fan sifting through it you were like archaeologists going through this you've got your kung fu movie pack right but I bought, dude, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I bought uh, a pack recently called Attack. I know, Bird's looking at you really disappointed. Um, <laughs> so I, I got a movie pack recently that was the Attack of the Killer Bees, and I only got it. Look, there's two of the movies I've watched in there are shit. They're horrible. Yes. But it's got Attack of the Killer Leeches in it, and the movie pack cost me $3. That's amazing. It's worth it for Attack of the Killer Leeches. It's like that thing where you're like looking for an album, and you could buy it on iTunes. Mm-hmm. But you could also, every time you're in a new city, go to the record shop and look through back bins for an yep. hour. Something about like looking for the issue with your hands, or looking for the uh, the mm-hmm. album with your hands, or trying to track down that one yeah. obscure movie. Sure, I got, you can I got stream Apple it on iTunes, Prime. The, the streaming thing. I have like 500 albums or something. I hardly listen to anything because I didn't seek anything out. It's weird. You have There's to. There's a disconnect there. But I went to the library and I, I checked out like a couple Wu Tang albums and a couple. Mm-hmm. I mean, I listened to them like three or four times. And I've listened like I put them on my computer and then I put them on my iPad. Mm-hmm. I didn't pirate them. I didn't do that. I just listened to them and then I sent them back to the library. Yeah, of course. Like a like a like you're supposed like to. a normal human right. being yeah, you listen does. To it in not your an car, animal. Yep. And then you you're like you that's a great album. Take I'm out return the disc. That. I will return that. Absolutely. And if I want to listen to it again, I'll check I'll it. Check out it back again. out because that's, that's a, what our libraries are for. That is what libraries are for, and that's how you work there. That's how you do mm-hmm. that thing. So when you check out like 300 hours of audiobooks and you return them the next day. You just did the impossible, and you just listened on multiple devices. You just listened on eight times fast mode. Right. You get the story in your head real quick. Real quick. Danny Torrance. Chapter two. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, there's something about finding these little gems hidden in those, like, 50 movie packs, man, that I really dig. Uh, 
do you want to dive back into i'm sorry i saw a note and i became enamored with my own note yeah do so it i, do did, I note. will fully admit that i tuned i i know what you said no but i have no response for it because all i want to do is say the next no, thing. go ahead did you notice that lee van cleef's ninja mask adds about 20 pounds of muscle to him yeah and he gets a bunch more limber <laughs> <laughs> like physically though when like lee van cleef will they'll be st- he'll be standing there in a shot right and it's him with the mask off and then he'll be like all right, Max, it's time we go and fight. He pulls the mask on, and then they they cut to the wide again, and suddenly he's got, like, pecs and rippling abs through a shirt, and you're like, mm. you're bigger than you were a second ago. That's, that's... He becomes like, what, what'd you say? It's magic. It is. It's ninja movie magic. magic. Ninja magic? It's ninja magic, Dude, not movie magic. He, gets, he bulks the fuck up when he puts that mask on. I don't know how I have so many notes on this. Yeah, neither do I. I'm oh, like, no, I I'm like, sh- kind of yeah. shocked. Uh, my next, uh, damn, that is the shittiest sheriff ever. Arson and shooting at civilians. Seriously, though. Like, legitimately. I think we're at the air. Are we, we are at the, at the airfield where we have fat Ronald Reagan that owns the <laughs> airfield or whatever. Dude, do you know who that is? Is that a Reagan? No, it's Claude Akins. What? Claude, Claude Akins is in season one of Murder, She Wrote. He's Jessica Fletcher's best friend. He's a local main oh my fisherman. God. The guy who owns the who owns the uh, the airstrip and is being really shitty to that one. I thought maybe he was the villain at first, but as it turns yeah, out, he's, he's not. he's a real asshole. He's, but he's being an asshole to the bad guy is what we We find discover. out that that's the bad yeah. guy, yeah. Or the one of the representatives of the bad guy. <laughs> Henchman A. Honestly, the bad guy is not that important. Not at all. Because <laughs> the, the real bad guy is a ninja that they sent from Japan to kill Lee Van Cleef. Correct. There's a business. There's some businessman There's some thing. weird, like. So let me do I'll try and help. I'll, I'll sum it up in one breath. So there's like a businessman, and he wants to like buy an airstrip for some reason. And he wants he to does, finish an airport, but he doesn't want to. The guy who owns it doesn't want to sell it, so he's bad because he's a politician. Is it like a land grab deal? Yeah. It's yeah. a la- it's the land the old classic land grab. I think that's plot. A, oh the old shipping center land grab deal. Classic. Yeah. This is uh, the, so the bad guy's Jeff Bezos. Shopping center he's land grab deal. Trying deals, to bring I mean, like, an trend, Amazon. Right dispatch center to this town the locals are like not having it yeah and claude akins who's great friends with jessica fletcher is like uh no you're not gonna muscle me out motherfucker i own this shit yeah just says that we don't want this here Mm -hmm. and i do what jessica fletcher says because she's a serial killer she's well read she's killed and a serial killer she's killed hundreds of people do you know how many seasons her show ran for 42 lee van cleef (laughs) lee van cleef do you have any idea um that is another show by the way that i would like to pitch I would like to do. Jessica Fletcher has a. I'm gonna keep this skeletons in her closet. I'm gonna keep this under wraps and remind me to tell you off, Mike. I think I may have already, but it's a genius idea for uh, not a reboot, but like Max Peterson's like the murder, murder she, she wrote. wrote. Dude, oh. I have a genius idea. All right, for it. all right. So the sheriff literally does burn the building down. Oh yeah. He, he lights his, it all on fire. It's not like a, we're going to send them a message kind of fire. No. It's like we're going to fucking kill everybody in this building. If you don't have fire. any planes left and you're dead and your building is on the ground in ashes, he's and he's firing a gun like at civilians. Demi Moore has so much Aquanet in her hair as well that her head would have just spontaneously combusted. Did you totally love Demi Moore's tongue out coughing? When I... <laughs> Dude, it's one of my favorite <laughs> yes. things ever when you watch it. You're watching a movie and it's like, I have to cough. The only way to cough is... <coughs> <laughs> fully fully folds the tongue into yeah. a, like a like a taco you do that yeah you do taco tongue you get it out of your lip a little bit and then you <laughs> like 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 your tongue is choking you yes like you're choking on your tongue and if you could just spit it out 
You'd be it's horrible. It's like you're gonna it almost looks like they're gonna vomit and it makes me really nervous because Bird hates that <laughs> so much. Oh, that's right. Uh okay, so Lee Van Cleef comes in to save her. And we're like, okay, you do realize though this whole building's on fire, you're fucked. And he looks at the plane. He's like, I see a Cessna. It's a Cessna 185. That'll be perfect. We'll get out of here. Let me just jump in and fire that bad boy up. And my first thought is that plane is going to take 10 minutes to warm up. Mm-hmm. You can't just go. <laughs> right. You get it going. The engine gets up to temp. I understand this is a dire situation, but... But you're still not going to... You got to... I guess he doesn't fly it. He doesn't. He just hack, he taxis. I guess it'd be worth it, you know? like Because yeah. you're going to jack that plane up to pieces. You got to wait till your oil pressure gets up. You, what are you doing? What are you doing, buddy? <laughs> well, this is our is way up. Is he catch fire? What I mean, if he just walked out the way he came in? No, no, no. Yeah. That's stupid. You're right. Let's get in the plane. You that, gotta get in the plane and, and the go plane. through the doors. Because you gotta have the moment where the the fucking plane goes through Yet the barn doors, man. Another stunt that is just so two eleven. You're just like this is a nineteen eighty four pilot episode. It's not a miniature brother. That is a plane going through That's a plane going through a hangar door. Yeah. Like it just you just hear like Wah, and then it's like and the fucking hangar door Planes explode, here. and the plane comes through and you're like who, who are the investors? How did they get this well, much don't money any, to shoot a they pilot? They don't have any money anymore. Nope. No, they don't. <laughs> They're all bankrupt. Yep, those investors. <laughs> oh, my God. They all they founded the Green Party in 84. Oh, no. Dude, I don't know. It's just that plane going through is so excellent. Um, let's see. Okay, so now we're going to get a... Tra- okay, so one, two, skip a few training montage. Because now we got to get revenge, mm-hmm. but Max isn't ready, so we're gonna train. We're gonna do like one. We're doing this thing. Well, Max's one, training has been like four karate classes and watched a bunch of like Bruce Lee movies. Bruce Lee movies. You ever see Bulletproof Monk? Oh, don't. So Sean William Scott learns kung fu by watching movies because he works at a kung fu movie theater, which yeah. is not a real thing, but which yeah. I wish was a real was thing. Was it Chow Yun Fat that says Chow Yun Fat? Fuck. Who's also good in that movie? I'm I'm not positive. But I think that might be a woo, woo flick. I don't know. This is bad. Uh, anyway. Anyway, but no, he he learns kung fu by watching kung fu movies. Let's address once more the elephant in the room. So now what we have <clears throat> is super ripped Lee Van Cleef. Why don't we lay it all out on the table, folks, just so you can realize that, yes, Carl and I realize this is a problematic trope of Hollywood. We have a Cherokee Native American who goes to Japan and becomes a kung fu, uh, ninja, ninja master. He comes back to the States to become the Sifu or master of a... White is the driven snow, not anything but white guy, who is now also going to be a ninja master to fight against the Japanese ninja masters whose culture, who are culturally appropriate ninjas, who are now all the bad guys. So all the Japanese people in the whole show are villains. Yes. And that's a little. The white man and the Native American, I I suppose that's. I don't know if that's any better. So they've appropriated the the powers ninja of the culture ninja and the to benefits f- of it. Fight yes. against the evil Japanese. Yes, mm. we get it. It's not right. okay, but it's eighty four. So guys, it's fine. Chill out. Watch the show. Calm down. Drink some iced tea. <laughs> Calm down. It's the what is the 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 MST three K thing. It's only a. Uh, it's remind yourself. It's just a movie. Yeah. I should really just relax. I should really just relax. <laughs> um. So here's what happens. Lee Van Cleef goes, show me. Now, let's see how you can kick. He's trying to, like, figure out how Max is doing. Yeah, like, where are you at? Let's get a baseline for where you're at. So Max does a kick. And he kicks Lee Van Cleef. And he goes, let's see how you kick. Boom, kick. And he goes, good. And Max goes, you didn't feel a thing. And Lee Van Cleef (laughs) goes, it was still good. 
It's such a charming little moment. It is. It's still good. <laughs> Note, which goes to through actually through our next episode, uh, our next episode of this TV right. show again for when we get to out of time step. Max is a whiny quitter. Dude, he sure is. He's the, so quick to quit. Dude, the first sign of hardship, and he's like, what? this. Blah. I don't want to be a ninja anymore. How about I just go and cut my hair some more, play with my hamster? Well, <laughs> if I got to learn how to be like a slackline expert, I might as well just go kill myself. Right. Lee Van Cleef's like, I really yeah. sh- should not be training you, honestly. <laughs> like, you don't have what it takes even remotely. I'm going to go back home. What'd you think of uh, thumb zip ties? Okay, so what happens is they, well, I'm having a bl- I may have fallen Max asleep for a up, minute. <laughs> Max pulls up to the sheriff, and they, like they they find the sheriff, and then the sheriff gets oh, out the of the car. Oh, the ties. Mm-hmm. Sheriff gets out of the car, and he's like he's gonna like kill Max or something. And then we see Lee Van Cleef with twenty extra pounds of muscle come out of the shadows, and he like puts a katana to his neck or something. And then Max clicks on the radio and he's like, who was there when you burned down the thing? And I was like, remember when he searched Lee Van Cleef's thing earlier? This is mm-hmm. a confession under duress. This is yet again something. He's that not an actual police officer, you, I don't think. You j- well, Max is getting the confession under duress. Oh. This is utterly illegal. This is right. They, th- they thumb zip tie the sheriff. Lee Van Cleef puts a sword to his neck. And then Max is like, tell us everything you know. None of that's admissible. Or he's going to cut your fucking head right. off. Now go. That's I'll tell you literally anything you want. Literally anything. I shot you want. JFK. Right. And uh, I was just, I was uh, I was there at the OK Corral, and I shot Jesse James in the back. Yep. And I shot Lincoln, and he's like, "That's right, keep no, going, keep going. Keep we going. got you on we got so you much dead to rights." <laughs> it's nineteen eighty four. I I I um I was Adolf Hitler, <laughs> and I <laughs> right. You're just like keep. Yeah, I don't think that... <laughs> Even, like, you can see Lee Van Cleef be like, Max, I don't know. Uh, but maybe he's... I think there might be a better way, because <laughs> I think we just got him off. I think <laughs> like, so. Because now, everything he confessed and to... And now he's sobbing. Yeah, this confession saying is saying mommy over unusable. and over again. Yeah, I can't do it. Tell us more about your mother. I just want to be with her right now. <laughs> I wish she was... I just wish she was still alive to care for me, and I'm so scared. <laughs> she's so scared. That's why I like this. I'm just scared. I'm, I'm just alone. But everyone I love has left me. My dad walked out when I was two. <laughs> like, Max is like, keep talking. <laughs> Lee Van Cleve's back he's, in the van, like, just waiting for Max to be done. The was just on the ground, like, I drink too much. I know I do. <laughs> Ah, I just <laughs> wish I wasn't so lonely all the time. <laughs> you know, way, but I'm ready to call somebody, baby. Come pick me up. Uh, <laughs> I think I need help. <laughs> I think I need help. Will the other cops me? have will arrived. You, will you take me to a? Will you take me to a clinic? Uh, I just, a crisis center. I'm just. This is horrible. Thank you for this. Thank <laughs> you, you really for taught this. me who I am in my heart. The other cops. I owe you my life now. The other cops are there, like they're all out, and they're like, "Do we? Do we? What do we do? Do we shoot him? What do we do?" <laughs> Bill, are you in trouble? Yeah, I'm, I'm so, so in trouble. trouble. Oh, Tony, I'm sorry. I was so mean to you yesterday. I didn't mean it. You've I've always been such a donut. <laughs> you were a good friend to Linda before she left. Oh my God. <laughs> it's just. 
<laughs> Nobody knew she had cancer till the very end. <laughs> I lashed out at you because you were close, not because I wanted to push you away. <laughs> Well, I feel like we've done some good here. <laughs> They're like, Max, you can go. <laughs> you can go he now. He needed to get this off his chest. <laughs> That's the actual plot. It was Thank like, you. oh my God, everyone's like the gaming him, like that Michael Douglas movie. Like this was, this is all a big ruse just to get him to like self-admit it's things. the most complicated like, intervention exactly. in Involving... <laughs> <laughs> international ninjas <laughs> exactly but they can't They're be in actors. on it but that they can't be in on it It was so Ugh. clever that they had to think that they were doing that on their own are <laughs> <laughs> only two people that are actually in on it oh my god <laughs> yeah dude uh okay now i have a new pitch <laughs> that's the rewrite <laughs> that's the rewrite right there the whole 13 episode series culminates with that sheriff the having, sheriff like, a having a to jesus crisis. moment I would watch the fuck out of that. Oh my god. Dude, I this would be I wasn't sure about that bit when it started, but it ended really strong. It went places. (laughs) We just we just walked all the way down. I was like, I don't know if there's any milk in this. Oh, there it is. There it comes. You just gotta keep stroking the teat. That's how you milk comes. You don't stroke you stroke the teat. (laughs) Just a gentle You gotta work the udder. Just a little finger Twist in the- every once in a while, yeah. You just kind of work right around the end, and <laughs> we got there's a long Ooh, walk, but we got there. You know, I'm sweating. It'll take it's, a- so it's not the lights; it's just we have too much fun, and then no. I get overheated. <laughs> My body temp's working at like a 99.8 um, right now. So they zoom on out of there, and. I have my note. I don't even know what it means. Caltrops in the pockets. I love ninjas. <laughs> oh yeah, he dusts the 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 elevator area oh, with Max caltrops. Does. Yeah. This so this is we're those gonna, are sharp fuckers too. You can't just keep them in your pocket and then like reach no, in all casually and it's gonna wreck your jacket. and chuck them out. Do you think Max is a veteran because he does wear an, a fatigues jacket? Well, you can buy those anywhere. Army That's Navy true. surplus. But what I mean is. Jay Cutter is a veteran. Yeah. Thomas Magnum is a veteran. Mm-hmm. No, because our veteran is Lee Van Cleef. He is a veteran. Lee mm-hmm. Van Cleef is a veteran and also a I retired assassin. Max will be too young to have served in Vietnam previously. 84. Yeah. So if he's 25, yeah, you're right. He's too young for Vietnam. So he just bought an army surplus jacket. Yeah. Okay. I think Maybe part of it. I think you mentioned. I think part of his stuff is like he he wants to do all these things because he was too young maybe to serve in Vietnam and maybe oh, right. saw his yeah, dad yeah. go over and things. And he didn't get to be part of the action or whatever. Right. <laughs> um, why is bad ninja dressing up like good ninja? <clears throat> I don't know. Do you have a note on that? It's this is, shredder is what I had. This said. feels because it's like. Uh, isn't there? There's a thing at the truck stop earlier. I think they're trying to tag back a thing. Yeah. Because Max is like, I better help that old man and but his that, friends yeah. who don't know him grab him and stop him. And they're like, Nah, dude, that old man can take care of himself. How we, do you know that though? Well, they heard through the rumor mill again. Right. Like there was a big brawl at a. The CIA's got to have this place like piped down because like they know everything. They know everything because there's like a. I think there's an altercation at the airport or something, and they're like, "We heard there was no, there was a fight at the airport. This old man can take care of himself." And it's then, probably this old man. Yeah, it's this old man. And but then later we get the bad ninja. Do you know how many this old mans come through an airport on a given? Yeah, but how many of them like fuck up six security guards? 
Right. And what we so we think it's Lee Van Cleef, but later what happens is we see a ninja who we think is Lee Van Cleef pull his mask off, and it's like he it's the young bad guy. It's okay. There's a bad ninja who chased him from Japan, but this is another bad ninja. No, it's that guy. That is the same. But he's wearing a fake fake mustache and like old people eyebrows. Right. So he's dressed up like Lee Van Cleef to no point. There's no reason for that. But that was the old man. I think that's the old man they're talking oh, about. Oh, gotcha. But there's no reason for him to have done that because he wears a mask the whole time and no one confuses He's wearing him. a disguise underneath a full mask. A full mask, right. Makes and zero sense. no one at any point confuses him for Lee Van Cleef. Never. So there's, there, it's pointless. His like weird, he, he must have like, he went to like the Halloween store and he's like, hey, I got a sale on fake mustaches and I'll eyebrows. I'll take one because you never know when this thing's going to fall off. I'm going to pretend to be older than I am. And they're like, why? And he's like, feel like shut it. up. <laughs> Feeling it. You fucking, I don't, you got to be more positive. It's not about how you look, it's about how you feel. So the bad, and this makes me feel good. <laughs> you know what makes me feel good? Watch, so the bad guy's name is Christensen. 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 He's the guy who's doing the land grab, whatever the fuck, who cares? Right. <laughs> the 1980s shopping center land grab my, scheme. My two favorite parts about his character is, he, okay, so when we say the 1980s shopping center lab, land grab scheme, you know exactly who that bad guy is, right? Mm-hmm. And two things that you know about that bad guy is, one, he cannot close a briefcase, and two, he's going to pull a gun at the first drop of a hat. Yes. Guess what Christensen does immediately after he's confronted by Max at that gala ball? Drops a briefcase. Nope. Fails to close that fucker, oh, though. Tr- yeah. There's, like, nothing in it. I'm like, how are you not able to latch it's that? Gotta, like, it's uh, empty. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh, go shit. Oh, and, oh, if I could just, <laughs> if I could just, oh, how do these latches? Oh, I've got them locked open. i got to get the combination oh, shit. so I can. What was my password? <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, there it is. Okay. Oh, and then he hears a sound, and he pulls a gun, and you're like, so my note is, whoa, shoot first, I guess. Quick draw, <laughs> Christensen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um. <laughs> what? What's your next note? <laughs> Max sneaks like an asshole. I'm not really sure <laughs> what it means. <laughs> I did watch this like several days ago. I don't remember. It very well. I think when he's sneaking around, sneaks I don't know. Like he an sneaks asshole. like an asshole. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I don't know who throws. I think Max is the one who throws the shuriken. It, it's not Lee Van Cleef because yeah, he's because Lee Van Cleef is dealing with the. <laughs> it's also going to take LVC all night to scale this building. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he does. He climbs up the yeah, brick the wall. Yeah, Bill, you go in the front. I'm going to go this way. And you're like, why? Why though? This is like his plan from out but of why, time though? step. You're like, you could come in the front door, right? This is well, the dude we've seen from the start of the show that ninjas do sh- stuff shitty. <laughs> like, hey, we got to kill this old man. Let's throw a shuriken at him. I got a gun. Do you guys want the gun? No, 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 no. We're in a shuriken. We're going to use an unpoisoned oh blow dart God. and try and hit his heart. From behind. For real, though. I This is a 44 Magnum. Like but Seriously, though. I do have a gun. I got three guys on a rooftop, I got, not even a block away right now. I got all sorts. You want a rifle? Dead to rights. I mean, what they got we, him locked in right now. He's, they, hold on. What did you say, Jeff? Jeff has a headshot Clear lined shot right up. Now. No, 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 no. What we're going to do is silken cord around his ankle. We're going to use a pressure point to stop his yeah, heart. Yeah, but you need to get within arm's reach of him. Could we shoot him in the head? Can we just do that? 
Okay, now he's telling me he's lost the shot. Now he's so. lost the shot. He's on the plane. Did they get him with the shuriken? Yeah, it didn't fucking do it anything. It bounced off of his huge shoulder. I can't dick. imagine why that would be. I can't imagine why that wouldn't work. Because it's a shuriken. It works in the dummy all the time, though. This guy's getting irritating. Kill that man. And then he kills all oh, of them no. with his guns. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, Bodies just dropping. Dropping left and right. You're he's like, this is why ninjas aren't no, around. It's all the snipers, man. You're not even hearing reports. because no, it's got just him. like, yeah, it's the glass. It's... Through the wall, yep. drywall and insulation puffing up, bodies hitting the ground. He lights a cigarette, fucking amateurs. And he's like, seriously. <laughs> Fuck, I got a higher better. I don't even know. <sighs> Whew, I should stop smoking. <laughs> it's, I only do it because I'm bad. I'm a bad it makes guy. makes me look really, really cool. <laughs> but they're, <coughs> they're all dead, so no one's seeing this. Oh my God, I think I'm addicted to nicotine. <laughs> Well, he's stepping over bodies. He's walking out, yeah, he's crunching through the glass. Just like, I gotta get on those patches or something. (laughs) This is so bad for me. You know, guns aren't the real killer. It's cigarettes. cigarettes. (laughs) So. Roll credits. My, although, I would like to point out that even though a single shuriken, well, you know, Lee Van Cleef is old, your body heals slower. I can see, like, you know, if a month of your uh, shirt still ripping open. Just, well, stop kicking ceilings yeah, out of shit. Quit really kicking <laughs> ceilings, you dumb shit. Just, <laughs> that'll rip open anything, man. Oh my god, I just said Lee Van Keef. Is <laughs> <laughs> that like a? It's a strain. It's a, that's a strain. That's a strain of hash. <gasps> it Lee should Van, be Lee Van, Van Keef. It makes y'all rat faced. <laughs> <laughs> gives you good. Gives you hatchet face for a couple hours. You have to every time you every time you light it, you just hear wow 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 in oh, the background. Harmonica. Hell yeah, dude! Did you know that most of the most of that stuff is acoustic guitar and voices? That's amazing. Isn't that crazy? Love it. Um, so I my note I don't even know what it means. That was a powerful ass shuriken. It killed him, and he fell through a glass case made Time of and full of glass. Yes. <laughs> the, so Christian glass case holding glass. Christensen has a glass case full of glass. <laughs> and Max throw I think Max throws a single shuriken at him. And it's like he took Hobo with a shotgun. I'm 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 hitting these perfect pauses too. I hope they show up. But like dude, he goes through like he got shot with <laughs> God damn it. It took it took it took it took a full movie and an episode of television for this all brew together. Yeah, <laughs> so we did. We watched like, hours of stuff. It's only when we sit down on the mics, it's like time to hit the trash can. God, like, goddamn you! <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep a bucket by your table. For now. <laughs> oh, that's bad. All right, let me hit. Let me just burn through my last three. Yeah, because we still have a second episode of television. We do. We're having too much fun. Um, the run up the wall, backflip over a katana slice. It's actually not a katana. It's an ninjato. Ninjato? Ninjato. That's, oh, that that's makes sense. A ninjato is a ninja version of a katana. They're slightly shorter. So we've been saying katana. That's wrong. They're ninjatos. So he swings a ninjato. The bad guy swings a ninjato, and Lee Van Cleef R- runs wall, up a wall. wall runs. He fucking Neo the Matrixes over the thing. One, two, skip a few. There's a big awesome ninja fight. Ninja fights are never going to not be awesome. Oh, Harry um, Potter notes. So we get a ninja fight, and... Lee Van Cleef opens his artery with his finger. 
He does, yeah. Like his. Yeah. He's like, what is? Oh, he's bleeding real bad. He severed his artery. What weapon did you use? He's like, I didn't use a weapon. I used my hand. I used my hand. And he's popping veins open inside yeah. this dude's body. Yeah. And he's. He's just he gabaz him one. He gabaz him one. He bings him. So they didn't find his daughter. No, they didn't. So, which is weird. Do you think they'd wrap up? They the plot stopped of a movie? the land grab guys. They did stop. They well, yeah, they killed well, one of them. Yeah, he's dead now. So what they did was they murdered a person. They're not law enforcement. Boy, you know sure you gotta aren't. love a show where the good guys are vigilante killers. Right. And so when someone's coming after using legitimate business means to come and try and buy some property that you don't want sold, you what you do is you murder murder them. them. Well, he was using <laughs> he lawfully did. until he. He Until he burned the out. place yeah, on yeah, fire. Yeah, he was bad. And the cops are all corrupt, clearly. Yeah. So we covered this on the Easy Rider episode, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Uh, and that's it for Demi Moore. Thank you so much for your on. time. Oh, you have more. Yeah. So Holly is Demi Moore's character yeah, name. Holly. Holly. So Holly is hanging out with Lee Van Cleef and Max. And Lee Van Cleef is like, if only I could find my daughter whose name is Jackson or whatever his right. daughter's name is and Holly goes oh Jackson I know her she's down in the next town my note is how the fuck does Holly know Lee Van Cleef's daughter what she heard about it at the truck stop You're rumor right. mill at the truck stop <laughs> the, the name of that bar is the rumor mill the rumor mill the rumor mill just the mill there's a fake it's not even rumor it's fact sign. mill the fact mill they just know everything yeah. it's a CIA front it is. It has to be part of like the. Oh my God! What does Stephen King call it in the first few books? Um, the uh, the oh the Dark Tower series. Hammer. No 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 no. Like his first like fire starter and carry and all this. It's the the shop. The shop. He called it the shop. So it's all like the shop mm-hmm. is like doing this shit. Dude, that's. I mean, that's exactly what what it is. Because apparently Holly went down there and got They're a single They're all fucking slang. breakers and shit. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> so. Earlier on, we get a little joke that doesn't really matter, and then the last thing we see is Holly flying an airplane, and Max is buzzes driving them the real good. So Lee Van Cleef is watching Holly fly in and fly over top of him, and then Lee Van Cleef closes his eyes and goes, "Was that Holly?" And Max goes, "Man, you're spooky sometimes. Like, how did you know?" Because he did it earlier. Mm-hmm. He's like, you were, Lee Van Cleef is ostensibly unconscious. And he goes, was she going, you were going to kiss her, weren't you? And he goes, how'd, how'd you, know you know that? that? And the reason that he knows in the end is because he watched her fly in. And then he closes his eyes and goes, was that Holly? And Max is like, what? Oh my God. Your magicianship s- is dude, out of control. Is that like some Japanese ninja stuff you could teach me? Is it hard? It is hard? <laughs> well, fine. I guess it'll just take more than five minutes die. to learn it. <laughs> Jesus, Max. It takes more than five minutes, Mo. You got to calm down. What do you mean meditate? This sounds boring. Wait, it's like sleeping awake sleeping. I'm only going to say this because this show is 1984. Dude, meditating is totally gay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I said that because it was that's what they said back then. Don't hurt me. All right. So then there's a second half to this film called The Master Out of Time Step. 1984, same people involved. <laughs> Absolutely the same people, except exactly. by Demi Moore. No more Demi Moore. Yep, Demi Moore is gone. She is gone. So is Claude Akins. Hi, Max. Uh, wait, what you doing there? And is that a New York accent today? So he is uh, tight roping. Slacklining. Slacklining. He's a hipster, dude. He's, He's slack. I'm sorry, slacklining. Up. Yeah, we're slacklining, Carl. Listen. We gotta, he but mean, I felt like I missed him. You want to take a granola break? Because it's been like a week since I saw the first one. It was like seeing That's an old true. friend. Like, hey, hey, look, it's you. What are you doing? 
there. Are you slacklining? Great. Are you, are you doing slacklining down in the local park? And I get the sense the wheelchair. Are we to the? Did you say wheelchair? <laughs> All right. Well, we're. I, well, I'm trying not. <clears throat> so this is gonna be hard because I'm gonna skip that. There's note. some stupid wheels. <laughs> That's getting crossed up. So here's what's ha- here. Well, let me really quick. So Break we, it down. We open with Disco Inferno, a woman dancing. Cheetah dance, pants. A dance. A woman dancing. Hot pants. In a leopard print bodysuit. And uh, actually, we. I'm one. My only note on her is for 1984. She's got a sweet booty. Oh, her she's butt's got a nice. legit booty. I'm, she doesn't know how to dance with this shit. Not but really. She no. does that thing that the weird like. So you know Vogue. the kids in your cla- in in school when you're in high school that didn't have any friends because they pretended they were cats. That's what she's doing. That is her dance. And dude, all of these men are into it. I don't know what this is. Is this a strip club? Is this a dance club? Is this a gentleman's? Is this a Shoney's? What is this? Well, the one girl... The, there are no poles, the, so it's not a striptease. It's a dance floor. The disabled daughter is dressed like she works at Shoney's. <clears throat> sure. Yeah. <clears throat> and cool. the, the dad's a dancer, legitimate dancer. Yeah, he was... They, they make a joke that Fred... Like, he would give Fred Astaire a run for his money. He's right. an old school dancer from, like, the... Uh, Black and a white. tapper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know what this place is. Apparently, he has a lot of money because the plot of this money is extortion in some way. They're trying to get money yeah, from the dad so by kidnapping. Here, and I'll do a one breath synopsis. Dad runs a dance hall. He has two daughters. One daughter is disabled and in a wheelchair, and the other daughter dances like a leopard stripper. Some Japanese, I think... Japanese men show up and they try and extort dad for money from protection from people who might be out for his money like they are and then dad says no you guys are who I need protecting from and then Max and Lee Van Cleef show up and are like we're gonna sort your shit out through murder and do you know where my daughter is and do you know where my daughter is they it's so tacked on they're like and Someone here knows her. Well, that's why they are there in the first place. Like, hey, we heard that maybe this guy's daughter is right, here do somewhere. Point do, you, this way. do you know Heather or whatever fuck her name is? Jackson, I think we Jackson. Do you know Jackson? Action Jackson. Do you know Action Jackson? And the one, the stripper dancer, leopard dancer. She's like, ooh, maybe, but not sure. I, you know, I think I, well, she pretends not to know her. Right. But then she comes over and she's like, yeah, I do know her. Uh, here's where she, you can find her. She's all wrecked on drugs, though. Right. So, like, you're not. <gasps> capital is capital D drugs, right? They do. Too. She's yeah. taking capital D drugs, dude. She's taking substance D from, uh, 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 damn it, what? Scanner Darkly. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the name of the club is The Truffle. Yeah, because I made a joke. I was like, the... I would walk into that room and just start rocking like a pill. So do you, do you know the joke that I missed until just now? What? They're all in there just doing the truffle, truffle shuffle. Truffle Damn it. I know. I know. Fuck. Yep. It was Sorry. Really I saw that train barreling towards me. I was <laughs> like, like, oh, I, like I want to jump on. I want to jump on. <laughs> it came flying out of nowhere. It did, too. It did. Damn, it's the obvious joke, too. Yep. We're not on our... Uh, Oh. And see, this is why, like, I don't. So, no, dad, don't dance with your stripper daughter. But they're like, wait, she's not stripping, though. She's not. She's just doing a weird, like, cat dance. Cat dance. But it is very, like, but it's very seductive. Seductive dance. But then the next dancer that goes up, she's just wearing, like, that, that classic 80s. Like, like, she just got done watching like, Gene Simmons. Yeah, like leg warmers and, like, the workout thing. That's and not she's. Right. 
Not Gene Simmons. Not Gene Simmons. He's Kiss. Right. Who's the other guy? Richard. Richard Simmons. Simmons. She just got done watching. No Richard relation. Simmons. Not even close. So she. But so I'm like I'm she's all got confused. Like Jazzercise clothes on. Because I feel like this is more like a jazz club slash dance club, and this is like a weird kind of yeah. It's, Dan- but it's not like. There's no one like shelling money out for maybe my There's brain. No live music. Go- no, it's all it's a all hi-fi piped in system. through the system. Yeah. It's w- it is a building that doesn't exist. Maybe it's it exists in '84, <laughs> but like it it's not a real place. Yeah. So the one thing we do know for sure is yeah. that wheelchair daughter is super good at explaining history of the characters, the plot. She's literally True. exposition on wheels, is what I was going to say. <laughs> Carl did write that down as a note. <laughs> but I won't say it because it's offensive. Right. So we'll just we'll just leave that. We'll skip over that note. Yes. That you didn't. Did you I say I totally it? won't say it at all. I, have, I don't know. I have no memory of either saying it Dude, or not saying she, it. Her dialogue is so wretched, though. It's all horrible. Like, from the second you meet her, she's like, Oh, hey, Dad, I was just in here watching videos of you dancing back in the day because you're a professional dancer. Isn't it a bummer that you're a trotter and you're stuck with one sister, one daughter who can't dance because she's been in this wheelchair for 10 years, ever since the tragic accident that took away her ability? Although I have been making strides lately. And also, wouldn't you say that? I mean, she keeps going on and on and on about everything. Oh, yeah. She lets you know the whole backstory. She kind of gives you some like character beat moments, what's little going, things. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> motivations are explained. Yeah, and she's she's really really bitter. Okay, so we have like this. Mo- okay, she's in, like that weird kind of sad bitter. Yeah. Well, in modern times, you have characters like Oracle in Birds right. of Prey who are like disabled but own it and are still kicking ass and still taking names. You know, there's, I think there's a character in NCIS, Bird would know better. There's a character, one of the lab techs in NCIS is also in a wheelchair and totally owns it, totally killer, totally cool. But there was this thing in like the 80, the 70s and 80s where it was like the bitter hates the world because they're in a wheelchair right, thing. Right. And this, this actress, this character, it's probably not the actor. No, no. She's given what she's given, but she just fucking self-effacing constantly it's right it's kind of a bummer actually it kind of is yeah you're watching it and every time you pot she you know like there's a scene when you and i both saw it where we were like no why are you doing this where she's uh well let's yeah she's she's literally like she's got music playing and the and lights she's are doing the dancing red. with the wheelchair thing she's doing but it's not like good for her she's figuring out her how her particular like how dance. She, right 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 it's this like Sad, sad like I would I would anything to fucking be standing right now my life is hell and you're like oh hmm. it's yeah. just so it's so it's so of 1984 yeah yeah absolutely it's totally of the 80s and you're just you're watching it and you're like it, maybe at first I thought she was like like this is how I dance this is me expressing this is myself, how I express right, right but it's not it's like her mourning in the dark and you're like oh no it's like this doesn't feel good this feels horrible this feels bad so I didn't have any notes really until the climbing of the telephone pole because no I didn't either because there's nothing happens in this episode <laughs> nothing at all of and there's all ch- um, well I did the one note I had was like uh, all the girls are pretty chill about a random dude in the dressing room no one cares. No one gave a fuck. Mm-mm. We almost thought we saw a real front boob, but we, went, we didn't. We went back. We went we back. We rolled it back. Because there's a topless girl with her back to us, but, but I noticed there's a, there's a mirror there. But no. 
Nope. We, we don't even get it. We frame by framed it. No, the best you get is a little bit of blurry side boob. So sorry. We thought honestly it would have been a real get because this is network television. Exactly. So we had to determine. And you know they sift through frame by frame on network television. Yeah, right? those sensors don't get around. Um, oh, the one that I do have because we talked about the ring. So it's nice ring. Ooh, nice necklace. Nice brooch. Nice earrings. Nice nipple clamp. Nice dong hook. Like they keep just like (laughs) keep noticing (laughs) each each other's jewelry. jewelry. Yeah, there's that whole scene where Lee Van Cleef stops a group of like six armed dudes and he's like, That's a very interesting ring you're wearing. And meanwhile, I'm like, the bodyguard should be like, get your fucking hands hands off off me, me. dude. (laughs) Well then bodyguard's like, that's a very interesting necklace you have there. And what they're saying is like, I know you are of this clan. Right. And I notice you're a ninja. Right. But then literally It's done so like clumsily. It's just like, ah, well, nice. Watch. Great, great ring, there. great necklace. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that a, a Omega? No, it's a Rolex. It's a Rolex. Mm. Oh, bit cliche. All right. <laughs> Have a little class. <laughs> a little class, dude. <laughs> are you a pilot, or are you just wearing the aviator? Like, come on. <laughs> so that's a that's a chronographer. That's the, right. yeah. Like, do you actually fly? Do you planes? actually fly a plane though? No, it's like a diver, not diver. So, wearing what do you a- like about that one? What is it? Is that the? Oh, that's the. Well, I see. I'm wearing the Omega Seaman, the Omega Seamaster. Well, do you dive? Of course I dive. Yes. Absolutely. What, what, why else would you have a watch that could go down to 500 meters, you know, and be completely waterproof? I can't even hold my breath for 10 seconds. <laughs> it's like, you're not really a diver. You're, you're a 89 diver. years old. You're paying $3,000 for a watch that you have that, zero. I know. Well, yeah. Dude, those... I'm talking about a super used one that's like broken. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You get it on eBay <laughs> and know? all it is is the watch band. <laughs> Just the second hand. 3000 <laughs> Just the second like, hand. Uh, the other two, like they do that weird thing where they like they whip drip, around drip, free. Drip, however, you move yeah, your hand, exactly. they move. but the second hand works, and the stopwatch works sometimes. But if it stops, you have to hit it with your knuckle. <laughs> That's a three thousand dollar Omega. Exactly. <laughs> but it looks great God. on the wrist, dude. I love those watches. Oh, that if I ever got stupid rich, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't because I care more about guitars and stuff. But I would be sorely tempted. I would have one. Excellent watch. Oh, dude. And a, so beautiful. And a bunch of ball rings. Bunch of ball rings. Just like Hang right little. Right it's on real the, status symbol exactly. type stuff. Because only you know about Car it. That's what matters, man. Meteorite, too. $10,000 yeah. ball ring. That You definitely. <laughs> and nobody knows about it, but me and the old lady, man. That's all that matters. And she hates it. She thinks it's awful. It's like, really with the but ball you ring? you stand by it because it was like, I'm it's like, a principle thing. It's a principle thing. It's Listen, about principles. It's about the ball ring. It's about more than the ball ring. Right. This is not just, we're not just, just talking, talking about, about ball, ball rings. rings here. This is what more. What are you talking about? <laughs> She's like, I'm talking about the ball rings that I, I hate. Feel like, I feel like you're talking about more than just the ball ring here, because I am. <laughs> Listen, I'm talking about me as a man, <laughs> a wealthy Man who doesn't really know what to do with his money, so I got a dozen ball rings. A dozen ball rings. <laughs> just like... It looks like a vertebrae on a squirrel. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Hold on, that's a t-shirt. <laughs> it looks like a vertebrae on a squirrel. Carl, that's wretched. <laughs> oh no! Oh, that was oh, this is beautiful. You want to see my squirrel back? <laughs> my squirrel back nutsack. Squirrel back. That's a song. Squirrel back nutsack. Squirrel, it's done in the style of the Wu Tang Clan. Give a squirrel back nutsack. I got my squirrel back, squirrel back, squirrel back nutsack. <laughs> Dude. 
<laughs> they ain't nothing to fuck with. Squirrelback Nutsack ain't no. nothing to fuck with. You got them. <laughs> you got them. God damn it. <laughs> you got them uh, dollar dollar balls, y'all. <laughs> So I was like, what other lyrics do I know from 36 Chambers? Okay, all I give a shit about is the fucking telephone pole. Yep. Here's what happens. They're getting chased. The stunt driving's pretty good. They hide. (laughs) And then Lee Van Cleef is like, I got an idea. Max, you wait here. (laughs) So they're being chased by one sedan with two people in it. And now they've slowed down because they've lost the van. So they're they're creeping down alleys, looking down side streets, trying to get a peep of them. That this is all pointless because they've already gotten away. They're behind yeah. them, so the van pulls forward and then gets back on they've the road. They've already and gotten gone. away. Uh, Were they seeking more information? No, because nothing happens. What happens is, uh, oh right, Lee yeah. Van Cleef basically kills these two people, and then um, they just drive away. So Lee Van Cleef, they were they were scot free. He just wanted to stack some bodies. He wanted to climb a telephone pole and jump on top of a car. Here's what happens. Lee Van Cleef goes, I need to neutralize. You'll split your fucking sack open, dude. Doing that. <laughs> your squirrel bag. Your squirrel bag. Dude. That's <laughs> where you hide your nuts. Dude. <laughs> God damn it. Lee Van Cleef puts on his tiger claw climby hands. Climby doos. Climby doos, yeah. The thing he used to scale a building for two hours oh, in the first Oh, but episode. this takes him as long to climb this pole he, as it did a whole building also, in the last episode. Also, that stuntman, whoever they got, I think it's actually Lee Van Cleef at one point, but they get a guy to scale a pole using like the hand claws. Legitimately, I think. He does not look comfortable on that or pole. Happy. He looks like he's gonna fucking fall. Like, <laughs> yeah, every wide shot they have. His legs are shaking. Every like, wide shot. <laughs> 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 you can almost hear in like the, this, the, like, the room noise, you know, the background yeah. audio you almost you're like shit oh 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 god i'm gonna can you guys put like i'm gonna fall i'm gonna fall can we get a net i'm gonna fall oh no oh no 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 dude he's so shaky on that fucking pole you're watching it and you're like please please get him down get him down he doesn't want to be up there he's irresponsible and sad it's scary I'm so looking for him. It's like old man. He starts making his confession. He's up there and he's just like, I didn't even want to be a stuntman. I wanted to be a dancer, but I got, I got weird knees. He's like, wait, 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 wait. This is the plot to the first episode and you're not even a character. You're a stuntman. I don't know why we're doing this. You don't have any speaking parts. Shut up. Look, do you want the five beers or not? Because he drank one of them. You drank one already. Stunt. I got you. <laughs> so, all right. But here, here was the plan. Here's Lee Van Cleef's plan. Okay. He likes to go through windshields. He I'm does. Honest. He loves to fuck around with windshields. He does that in the first movie. Yeah, he, he jumps. Does. He uh, legs first, and but somehow ends up seated next yeah. to the driver. Not important. So Lee Van Cleef gets. <laughs> he climbs up a telephone pole because he's apparently positive in his mind that the car's going to stop, turn around, and start coming back very slowly, and stop directly under the telephone wire, which he's now walking across. Oh wait a minute! Didn't this? Didn't this episode start with Max complaining about how there would not be any need to do any slacklining yeah. when they went to and San then Francisco? They because of them. Several times. There's so many, not Rorschach, um, Chekhov hmm. things happening. There's here. a bajillion. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying yeah, it. I was going to say, wait, the second you said Chekhov, I'm like, you're going to want to stay away from that one. I'm going to, f- I'm finding a way to say it. It's not offensive. It's not possible. You're fucked if you do. Uh, I'll timestamp the second you uh, do, because you know that when the episode wraps, you're going to be like, hey, remember when I figured that out, but I didn't really figure it out, and I said the shit? <laughs> <laughs> you cut out. Yeah, 
it's Chekhov's. Oh, I know what you're. I know you, dude. You want to say it so bad. All right, but wait. I'm not done explaining no, what his plan is. It. So Lee Van Cleef walks out on a mm. telephone wire, which is not possible, and then. <laughs> the car stops under it. He jumps down off a telephone wire, 89-year-old man, lands on the car, crumples that roof in like a motherfucker, yep. and then he uses, uh, he uses like a, oh, it's that silken cord thing. Yes. By the way, the way they introduce the silken cord weapon is the most pointless and stupid thing of all time. Max is standing on the slack line, and Lee Van Cleef goes, he holds out like, it looks like a lightsaber, and he pushes a button. And some silk cord comes out and wraps around the slack line. Yeah. And Max goes, what's that? And Lee Van Cleef goes, it's silken cord. And then Max jumps off and he goes, this is dumb. And I was like, "Yeah." wait, why? what was the point of that? So oh, it's we had it. to introduce the weapon so that people won't be confused later. Right. Because nothing happens nothing with happens it. He with just it. goes like, ha, I have a silken cord. And he's like, right on, I'm leaving. Well, that's dumb. That's the whole... In- so he takes the silken cord handle and smashes that goddamn windshield which is good because the next thing he does is he shoots the silken cord around the steering wheel. And here, it's a bummer that back in 1984, there used to be this thing called a steering wheel self-destructo explodey button. Yes. That was where the emergency flashers are mm-hmm. now. Where the hazard is, yeah. Where your hazards are, yeah. So when the silken cord wraps around it, the steering wheel self-destructs. <laughs> Dude, there's literally Making an it, explosion. Yes. It like the there's what is in there that I blows thought maybe, up. I thought maybe that the weapon had some sort of explosive device on it. Mm-mm. Silk and cord doesn't do that though. No, it's silk. Silk don't explode. No. Silk don't explode. No. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> Lee Van Cleef reaches into the car and fucking pulls the steering wheel completely off. <laughs> And then damn it. I don't even remember what happens to the car. It blows up, probably. I think they I think it probably blows up. <laughs> car blows up. Funny story. You know what happens in most 1980s television shows when they show you a person in a wheelchair in the first scene? What's that? They're gonna probably stand up at some point later on. Oh, do you think so? Yeah. Well, uh, let's let's rack our minds. Does the girl in the wheelchair end up dancing with her father in the yeah, final scene? Yeah, she sure does. Wow. Yeah. Called it. She does though. She definitely. You know, you know what they call you know what they call that? What do they call that, Carl? There, we go. there it is. Like one forty-eight. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you couldn't make it. I couldn't do it. I dude. As soon as I, I s- needed on some sort of thing. I don't just, know. It had to, <laughs> I saw, when, gonna cut it out. When you mentioned <laughs> the first time, you started sweating. I'm like, <laughs> he's gonna don't. I'm do like, it. he Carl's staring at the bottle, but he's gonna pour a drink yep. <laughs> at some point. Been sober for four and a half years. <laughs> Why did you leave this <laughs> bottle of scotch in front of me open? <laughs> with, with a, a glass, glass and an ice bucket. What is this about? You're like, you know, I in used to be... distilled water that's chilled oh so perfectly. I used to be really addicted to, like, heroin. It was awful. It's like crazy. I that's got something weird. right here. <clears throat> there, I'll just set that in front of you and huh? hope you don't say... <laughs> oh, I got a nice fresh needle from them. <laughs> that one's freshly bleached. Fresh. Mm. Good and good and... And I got you some... I don't know why. I've noticed your veins are healed. <laughs> All those collapsed ones. Just that should push nice and easy for nice you. Nice and you're vascular. You've been working out. This is like perfect heroin, man. <laughs> oh, Dude, like that's how your face looked when you were like, can, is like, there a way to say there way? it? There isn't. There isn't. That's why no. I was like. I tried to set it up in a less painful way, but it still doesn't work. It's just not doesn't work. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm delighted. Don't get me wrong. I'm oh, delighted that you were just like, I guess fuck it because I can't think of a safe way to say it. So I'll just say it. <laughs> Look, more slack lining. 
That's it's my... happened so many times in this do episode. You know, by the way, do you know what silk cord is? Was actually my favorite use ever. This is a real ninja weapon. Mm-hmm. It's used for like you can because silk is super strong. You can like use it to hang people. You get up in a tree and like get a noose like, around them and hang them. But my favorite use of the silk cord ever is in You Only Live Twice, James Bond movie with Sean oh, Connery. Oh, shit, When yes. they, the guy unfurls the silk cord, and then he drops poison on it, and it and goes... And runs the poison down it. And he goes to put it in James Bond's mouth. He turns, though. He turns. The girl, his wife, his fake wife, rolls over in her sleep, and the poison goes in that corner of her... Dude, that's such a genius poison delivery method. You're in the rafters. That's a great scene in general. It's an awesome scene. almost bites it. He's so close, it's dude. It's like just... inches from his mouth, and then wife gets in the way and bloop into her mouth, oh and she's dead. It's a great scene, dude. Yep. And a way that's silk cord. That's yeah, way better use of silk cord. Um, let's see more notes. Fuck, I love ninja fights, but how did he scarecrow that guy? Right. That was, so we were joking earlier about how when he when he's outrunning the the car <laughs> and Lee Van Cleef th- throws a, throws a, a smoke, smoke grenade down, yeah. and he goes like and just jumps to the left like one Where'd foot he go? everyone's like oh shit he vanished and it's, and it's kind like, of like that college humor sketch with Batman yeah right? roof. it's like I can still see you oh uh, no it's just over here uh, looking for something I dropped a dollar hey what's that over there and he just keeps moving he keeps to different, moving to different places. I can still see you, Batman. Doesn't it end with the commissioner being like, how does he do that? Yep. He like with genuine wonder. Genuine wonder, yeah. <laughs> like it was like 15 fucking yeah, times. Yeah, he just can't get away from him. But that literally happens at the end of this movie. We're joking about it. And then he does his little ghost thing. He smoke bombs it. And then you're like, wait, I can still see you. But what happened? What he actually does is he, he throws a smoke bomb off. and he takes he takes his jacket off and he dresses up uh, an, electrical an electrical power pa- converter. Yeah. Like like a ninja, and then the other ninja is looking at it, and he's like, "That looks so real that I'm, I'm gonna, gonna hit that. I'm gonna cut that with a sword he that's made of see metal." Me. He doesn't even see me coming, especially because Lee Van Cleef is apparently standing five feet away, like this, like with his arms out. Yeah, Just because like, I'm heel. So the ninja guy's like, "I'm gonna chop this fake thing." And he, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna chop this fake thing. So he chops fake Lee Van Cleef, gets electrocuted to death, and then v- Lee Van Cleef, who is standing right next to him, is like. Says something like, man, you scared all the crows or some bullshit like like the dumbest one liner you've ever heard. And then um, the girl dances with her dad and then it's over. Um, I do have a note that I miscorded phones. I miscorded phones, too. Being able to like physically hang up on somebody or like have like a moment. Yeah. We're recorded. Okay. Like pushing a boop. Is not as satisfying no, like, as being like wham! "fuck you" and like, yeah, dude. Fucking physically, I read something funny the other day. Uh, humankind has worked, has developed the technology over the course of hundreds of years to be able to communicate, uh, to to talk, to communicate and talk to each other instantaneously anywhere on the planet. But then we all decided that that was too stressful and decided that what we would rather do was send really fast letters. Interesting. Isn't it funny? When we get to a point where you can literally talk face to face on your phone. Yep, we don't do that though. No, we would it's rather. It's uncomfortable s- and like. There's something. Yeah, uh, Bird, my wife, will not. If she can, she'll make me call and set up appointments. I'll talk to the mechanic. She will not talk on the phone. She hates talking on the phone, but she'll send texts all day long. Here's the thing. Like, <clears throat> I have a whole group of friends from across the country that I. Yeah, you tell me that, about that I traveled for two years with. Back in the 90s, the All-American Singers, right? They're mm-hmm. all on this Marco Polo thing and every, they're still every day like messaging and like just te- I'm so uncomfortable with that. I don't honestly like the voice message is fine. The text message fine. But this like video chat thing, uh-huh. it makes me all kinds of just like I don't like it. 
Yeah. Like I don't like it. Yeah. I know a lot. I um, honestly, I the only person, the only I only know three people that will call me mm-hmm. rather than text me. My grandma Linda, my brother, and my mom. Yep. Everyone else will send me a text. Very similar list for me. Yeah. yeah. Like when my phone rings, I'm like, oh fuck, what happened? Who's dead? Like it's like, yep, someone. Has, uh, but we're not that far away from like it used to be phone calls all the time. Yeah. Because there was no texting. Yeah. If you wanted to talk to someone, you called them yeah. and you talked to them. But now Was it awkward then? I love No not at all I love the That's so weird What I really like about That analogy Is it shows that Like a text Because a text message Is genuinely Just an electronic letter A fast letter It's written communication We got I think this is a moment Where humanity Got ahead of itself In technology And was like This is kind We don't But maybe it's also That technology Is divorcing us From each other In a way You know like but this is we not get, a discussion for the no, master. No, no, no. That's interesting, though. So, um, <clears throat> Do you have any more notes? Because I'm actually out on this one. And uh, honestly, I'm mostly just excited to talk about the fucking bananas I know, I know, next I know. movie. Which yep. we did no, not. I don't have Do anything. Do you have anything? I mean, if you got else? some, say it. Nope. No? All right. She dances with daddy. Happy well, times. Then let's take this opportunity yes, shall we? to think. Our patrons uh, First up Thank you Casey Shabby And John Shabby And while we're here Let's tell people Some super exciting news I mentioned a few episodes ago It might have been On a Patreon one John and Casey Have started their own podcast Heck yeah They've guys. talked about Doing it forever They finally did it It's called Some of Us S-U-M-O-F-U-S So this Like as in the like sum a, of The that. sum of which is really funny because Casey's an accountant. That's hilarious. So some of us is that it's sort of like what Chapman and Robin used to be for those of you who listened to that show where John and Casey just sit down, married couple, and talk about their life. And because they are such interesting people and doing such cool stuff, like Casey works for a huge, huge media corporation. Excellent. Um, and, you know, like they talk a lot about accounting. I was telling Carl off mic, like as Casey's talking about accounting, my first five seconds was like, oh, no, I got to listen to him talk about math. But then, like, you know, one Get minute in, into yeah. her talking about it, I was like, oh, shit, that's kind of wild. Like, wow, that is di- – look, at, she's, doing, she's doing her CPA test right now, and she's talking about – four tests. Jeez. She's talking about the CPA process, and I was like, oh, shit, that's like – I became, like, wrapped, like, in like in, ensconced in their world. That's and amazing. John is, like, this, like, multi-artist, multimedia. He's doing, like, film and poems I love and it. screenplays. So they talk about all that stuff. So on, And they've got – so far, they got a bunch of good iTunes reviews, which is killer. That's awesome. So uh, listeners, head on over. I Give them a listen. The episodes are actually pretty short, <laughs> Way shorter than ours. Like <laughs> they don't 40 work three minutes. hours. I don't know how it keeps happening. You know, I do know. We keep doing. We keep we improving. Bits. We yeah. do bits, and the bits go and go. Um, but yeah, so some of us check it out. It's on iTunes. I think eventually it'll be other places, but for now it's on iTunes. Go and, go and listen there. They're they're awesome, and it's cool to hear their voices. I, I love it. Who else would we like to? We'd like to thank Connor Sweeney, uh, one of the longer standing members here in the Patreon. Well, we're not in the Patreon. We're in the regular season. But thank you. Yeah, Connor. Yeah, he's, he's one of our longest standing yep. patrons behind John and Casey. I've been doing a little bit of work with him outside of. Um, I don't know how much I can say. Or yeah, I don't not. think you're allowed to say anything. No, we're in a we're a humor team for an upcoming project for an up for a thing for a thing. That's yeah. about as That's far, about as, you far can as I go. can go. Yeah. Humor team for a thing. Yep. Uh, so let's thank one of our more recent patrons, William Rockwood. Uh, I think he's been a patron for one or two months at this point. I have yet. This is one of the patrons I've yet to meet. I've met a bunch of them, but I'm still working yep. my way through everyone. Um. Yep. So thank you, Will. And we also like to thank a very special thank you to Daniel Pelshaw. For uh, sure. Yeah, for sure. And I miss you, Boo Boo, and. Uh, 
can't wait to marry you, you. All right. <laughs> marry you, you. Uh, thank you, Brian. Ja- I'm going to do I'm going to do Brian Jackson. Yep. Brian Jackson's the move. I think we get hilarious comments from Brian Jackson on our Patreon <laughs> all the time. Like he's one of the people who starts. He'll start threads where we get conversations. David going. Rowney had a good one, too. Earlier. Was he the one? Like I got super high and was wondering Maybe about the end of Footloose. Maybe it's because I'm so high. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking, How is everyone in this town where dancing is legal? Speaking where? of, we should thank. Oh, thank you, David Rowney. Then, <laughs> yeah, dude, you make the Patreon like way more fun than it Absolutely. than it is normally. Um, Kelly and Mike Wagner, thank you guys so much. Kelly and Mike Wagner, I get uh, you should get on our email because they send emails from time to time. Oh, heck yeah! I love their emails because they're always so like glowingly nice, and then usually it's the end, the end is like. But we had a question about this one thing. <laughs> this one thing Carl said. That's usually me. It's, oh, interesting. It's usually like my well, they stuff. Maybe they know, know you. Yeah. yeah, they're like we expect they that sort of language out of that. They hear me say worse shit because <laughs> I have worse mouth playing board games than I do on this show. Oh my god! If, uh, I would never mind. Continue. And speaking of board games, thank you, Katie Clark. Man, she she really helped us get through some hairy shit this last Sunday. So mm-hmm. the fucking the bard with the business. I'm glad to there. hear you're back at yeah. that. By the way. Oh yeah, it's, it's so been fun. it's been a long time coming. So if you want to, if you like the like what we do and want to help us keep the mics hot and the lights on, head on over to Patreon.com/slash Quill and Film. Let me pay for my balls. <laughs> Take Carl's t- dozen <laughs> ball dozen rings. Ball rings. You can fund that <laughs> over at <laughs> Patreon.com/slash Quill and Film. We might add a new tier. I'm trying to spell our. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Quill and Film, Q-U-I-L-L-A-N-D-F-I-L-M. You can drop us a line at MeasuringFlixPodcast at gmail.com. All right, continue with your ball ring talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. Well, we're adding a $30 a month tier. To a $30 fund, a month. Once, once, our patrons, once our patron hits what would be a, like a totally ludicrous amount of money, $100,000 a month. We will, as a patron exclusive, we'll show you a picture of Carl's Oh, no, we're going to live stream me getting fucking get live up. <laughs> oh, my God. We're out. We're done. I refuse to talk anymore with you. This <laughs> is a monster right now. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Kung Fu Month is underway, and I'm t- t- telling you guys, this was a soft start. Well, the, the meat is coming next week when we cover 1998's The Storm Riders. It is a bonkers. 